Oh yeah, this I guess is, so. Uh, two and two kid. Well, hi. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm making that up. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm not, but I'm glad you are. Right. Yeah. Well, I was lying. So, haha. No, not I'm fair. not. I'm doing really good. I did. Uh, I did two of these already today because they're a lot of fun. The video too? No. Uh-uh. This is oh. the first time with video. But yeah, I win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We get to see your pretty face. Now you have so, to look well, at now, mine. I can't see mine though. What? When this gets when this gets posted, will will they be able to see the video as well, or just hear the audio? We'll see. I think well, I, I think we're going to try and make it both ways available. Most cool. people are cool. listening to these. Yeah, fair, fair. But I think like we shared on social media and stuff, then the video would be kind of cool. Okay, you know the uh, the odd for me. I was talking about with with Carl. I was talking to Doctor Blasphemy today. Yeah, and I love Carl. Our demo, the demographic of people that uh, are watching the podcasts are generally uh, people that would mean when they were watching us on the show, they were like 10 to uh, 14 years old. Oh, no shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the shit that we fuck, the shit we talk about, that's terrible. (laughs) That's what I was, was, yeah. I I was, it it was either irresponsible parenting or at the same time, it was just something that obviously they could share with their parents because their parents are probably cool. That's fair. That's fair. Cause I don't, I don't like high profanity and shit like that for my kids. I never did. I mean, it's, it's part of life. It's going to be around them anyway. Yeah. But we, they bleep it out on the ink master, right? Yeah. And on the show. Yeah. Here that it's a fucking so, podcast. Whatever you want. I'm drinking beer and smoking oh, cigarettes and talking shit. So like, fuck oh, off. Oh no. The, the kids watching the podcast are not 10 and 14. <laughs> Just when they were watching the show, they were. Oh, so it's like the core fans from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, oh, so add cool. seven years to that or something. Oh, then you fuck know. them. They'll be, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, or they're already fucked up enough. That you ain't gonna, yeah. It's not one way or the other. We don't push them over the edge. They're, yeah, they're thanks, on the thanks, cliff. Thanks for fucking watching that dumbass show. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, from the bottom of our hearts. <laughs> Yours too, I got to figure. As much of a bad marketing. time as we might have. Yeah, the marketing. I, think, I, mean, I tell you what, I have heard horror stories from so many people that went on that, and I had a fucking great time every time I've shot. How many times have you shot now? I shot two seasons and I shot, I want to say four or five spinoffs and three got aired. I think one, only one spinoff got dropped. What spinoff was it? Well, I did, uh, did a redemption episode and it didn't take. And then I did another redemption episode and they shot, they filmed, they, they showed that one. And then I did, okay. uh, I did, what was the last one? The fucking, where you had to how, compete how, with some, the how does r- grudge match. How does redemption not get shot? Well, they shot one. They shot a whole episode with me. Yeah. And then they, they spent they money to me. have you come out. Yeah. They're going they, to shoot it. And then a couple weeks later, they dropped, they dropped the episode or the, that, the, I guess the episode that I was in or something happened. I don't know whether it could have, for all I know, it could have been production because Cheryl called me and I was furious because I'm like, what the fuck? I did all this shit. And then you guys could just drop it. And then uh, they called me back and I went and did another one and that one went. So was it boring I mean, or something? What was it? You, you don't know what it was? Nobody a fit you know it's fucked up it probably was boring because i don't remember shooting the episode <laughs> okay right on. So it couldn't have been it could have been too much fun because i, I think it was you know it was i think it was a, a too good of a client or canvas quote unquote right. and they were they were stoked to be there and we got along great and i got a, did an awesome tattoo and it was like a really good experience and they're like mm, we're trying to have people swearing at each other sorry 
<clears throat> I think that's what it was because it was like too it was too wholesome. You know what I mean? There was no arguing. He was stoked. Yeah. It wasn't like the tattoo I did was terrible the first time. That kind of shit. It was like they kind of they kind of just pulled the wrong card out of the deck. You know what I mean? I do. That's that's why they were getting the Puerto Rican guy for me and and all that shit. And the one that oh, they yeah. knew I'd be mad about. And, I feel like I just saw know. a clip of that. I was watching on YouTube with a friend of mine who hadn't who didn't know I was on TV, and then we were watching YouTube clips, and I think I saw that. You're you were a dickhead on TV. I never really watched all your shit. It was awesome. Yeah, I was. I mean, certainly when I come back. But do you know the story <laughs> behind that? Yeah, I we talked about guy. that many times. We talked about that many yeah. times. But they showed you like a you were like a they they showcased you like a like a prick. And I'm like, oh my god, all my friends are assholes on TV. Dude, they they kind of set it up to where they showed us that that's what pays. That's what you know what I mean. That that's what they want to see, anyways. That's fair. But I I got, the, I got that same pep talk. But I was I was just way awesomer. <laughs> oh, what, were you? Because my shit I, got I don't picked know. up. Did my I shit fuck got you. Up. Well, then I, got, I was on. I was on two seasons too, asshole. And they aired both of those. Okay. But I didn't like. I was like a fan. Like Andrew is like your fan favorite, so they kept bringing me back. Like you want to come back and play again? I was like, fuck yeah, I do. Because I went home the first season, and the whole crowd that my my cheering squad was fucking furious. So it was an uproar on the internet about it because it was like it's almost better to go home when the fans of the show don't think you deserve to go home. Oh, then yeah. the win, then the win, and then get forgotten about. Yeah. Did uh, Nunez say he kept saying it to my season to four or no season? Uh, definitely to season four. I feel like he might have said it to three too, but I bet not. I think he said it to four. He said um, number three did better than one and two. As far as the season or the, or the contestant? Contestants. Of course, of course. He said, you know, he's basically saying Tattoo Baby did better than anybody else on the show. Yeah, because so, if someone goes home, they think should have won. That's the person everybody's holding on to. Right. And it was funny because I, they used to do those bits like, well, why do you want to be the next Ink Master? And I was like, well, I don't. And like, we, we can't, like, we're recording. You can't say that. I'm like, <laughs> well, why? Well, you got to say, like, why you want to be the next Ink Master? I said, I don't want to be the next Ink Master. And they're like, okay, well, fucking why? And I'm like, well, A, the name is fucking stupid. And, and this is, I'm saying this in interview day and like on, on camera. So I'm like, Hey, the name's fucking stupid. And how in the hell can you expect someone to master a craft? We haven't finished evolving yet. I said, number three, who the fuck wants to win? So I'm just here to make good TV and have a good time and market myself. Like fuck, nobody remembers who the winners are. Unless you're, yeah. unless you're fucking Josh Payne. Everybody remembers Josh. What? Well, yeah. God bless him. I love God, Josh. You can't forget Josh though. Anyways. <laughs> Excuse who else, me, no, who I love one that we remember. Clean uh, one. Clean, yeah, clean. Uh Dunn is kind of memorable, isn't he? Who? <laughs> Jason Clay Dunn. Oh, Jason Clay Dunn. I thought you said Don. I'm like, who the fuck is Don? No, Dunn. Sorry. Don Jason Clay Dunn won and everyone hated him for it because they he wasn't a fucking new school guy and they, they everyone talked shit about him when he won. Right on. And he was the always one over clean. Yeah, he was full right. of, so full of anxiety that when all that happened and the internet blew up against him after he won the fucking show, he like that's when he kind of vanished. He went like opened a new shop and like stopped touring and like like he just stayed home and quiet. He like kind of like hermited himself. That kind of yeah. negative backlash has a bad effect on us. I didn't know where we could fuck. I loved it. I loved when people talk shit about me on the internet. It was great. <laughs> I didn't love it, but I did engage more with that than I did the compliments. Yeah, that's fair. Sort of clean. Clean would like clean would just like comment publicly, like like fuck you and I'll fuck you and Ralph and your and your mother too and shit. I'm like, damn, dude, you need to like dial that back. <laughs> you travel, huh? You're gonna say some shit. You, you travel. Yeah, he 
he didn't he didn't give a fuck. And somebody talks shit, he's like, fuck you and your whole family. You're a bunch of whores. And I'm like, clean. Like, what the fuck? I think he lives on a squat whack in a in a bench right now, anyways. So he lives in a he lives in a school in like Wisconsin or some shit. Did he buy a school? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. so weird. No, it's, uh, it's weird. Indiana, ain't it? Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it is Indiana. He's throwing concerts or something there. Yeah, car shows and shit. It's awesome. God bless me. Uh, uh, speaking of concerts, I just got confirmation from. I believe it was Chile, because I'm going to South America next month for two weeks to tour with Jane's Addiction. Juanes Addictione. Yeah, I'm excited. Two two That's two it. weeks That's- in South America. Explain that for my for my viewers, please. What do you what do you do for Dave's suspension shows? Well, basically, we hang. I'm I'm going to assist the the lead of the suspension of the suspension part of the show. Asked me if I want to come out, and I've done this a few times before. Excuse me, in the states, and we just go and we 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 run hooks on hot chicks and get everybody set up, and we watch the band jam in the back while they're getting ready for the show, and we all hooks go on, on stage. Hot chicks. I, lo- I guess I'll explain it. For, for oh, the novice who doesn't this, know, you, you, put the suspension fish hooks, you put big fish hooks in the back of people's skin. Hold that thought. I mean, hey, Hold I, the I thought. Well, I can, see, I can keep talking. You put oh, yeah. hooks oh, sorry, in the back sorry. of people's skin, and then you hang them over Dave as he, pl- as, as he plays guitar. Yeah, I don't know why I told you to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold up. No, 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 no. Radio silence, Kyle. Yes. Now, that's oh, that's yeah. what you're going to go fishing with this weekend? No, actually, I'm bringing these to North Carolina uh, two days before Philly to do a suspension show there. And this is uh, with Steve Truitt, right? Uh, the Jane stuff is, yeah. Okay, right on. Oh, the, the other stuff, stuff you're doing with somebody else? Yeah, the stuff I'm doing in North Carolina was, was uh, with a body mod guy that works out of my friend's shop. Right on. Steve Truett, a friend of ours who does super, um, suspensions because Dave likes to get freaky deaky and pierce uh, and pierce himself up and then and and then have rituals, right? Yeah, you say it like a weird blood thing. Like something. I haven't. You say that like I haven't done that a million times. What drink drink children's blood? No, hung <laughs> okay. hung from hooks. Well, how does he stay so young? I figure that's what he's bathing in children. Oh, I mean, that's that's a whole that's a whole other ball of wax. I'm not trying to fuck with that. But as far as the hook stuff goes, we share that in common. Right on, right on. He has to do a lot of uh, health stuff, I imagine, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or is it all makeup? No, he's probably he's got like what's him call? He's probably does like all kinds of fucking herbal teas and. I don't know, magic wishes and shit, too, because, I mean, you have to to look that good, that old. I, well, mean, I don't think that, I look bad, but I, I know Dave's older than I am, so. Yeah, and he's, he looks better than both of us put together. Right. Poor guy. Well, that's, I have to, I have to address that because it's always in the comments. People always want to know, if, is Dave really that beautiful? Is his hair that silky? Is his butthole Stop. as white as we've heard? <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen his butthole. I've only seen his balls, but his balls look young. They look what? Young. <laughs> young. He's got young balls. Huh? Like Dave Chappelle wishes he had. Right. <laughs> he shoots them up with Botox. Oh, gross. <laughs> no? Like boiled <laughs> eggs in a sock. It's not the biggest dick, but boy, is it pretty. Like comes out with its own glow. Oh, stop. Uh, That's I've heard, uh, he has talked about on his show. He used to have a Dark Matter show. And he has talked about his uh butthole being extremely white like not 
in need of bleaching. Dave said that? Dave said this, yes. That's something to volunteer, isn't it? (laughs) The the guy's kind of an open book. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. He did send me a ball pick, so I guess that, that makes sense. He sent it to you. He wasn't. So I figured you were just there hanging out. You know, you guys. Were like, oh hey, no, no. We, he off? he he legit sexted me one night. It was amazing. So like, even my daughters know this. I'm like, yeah, I got sexted by Dave Navarro. Not no big deal. You know, not trying to brag. <laughs> you, I think you just did. I sent him a ball pick back. I didn't know what to do. I figured it was courteous. It wasn't an accidental. He, what did he no. write with it? No, he sent me the ball pick, and I was like, I was like, nice. And I, I think, I don't know, I was nervous, and I was a little drunk. And I went in the bathroom and took one. He goes, yeah, see, you know what dude's like. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <clears throat> I love you, Dave, if you hear this. I'm sorry I shared that. I mean, it's probably fiction. So if, for the viewers that aren't Dave Navarro, it's, believe whatever you want. As far yeah, as Dave Navarro goes. Slander. Definitely not slander. No, I love him. He's, he's, he's a fucking doll. I, I can't wait to see him again. Last time I saw him was in Philly at the show. It was great. Right on. You find him to be genuine and pure. Absolutely. He's a sweetheart. He's almost like, he's almost kind to a fault. It's like awkward. Yeah. Like you're back to you good. Those people seem fake to me. And so like when I talk with him, it's, it's tough for me a little bit. Cause he seems like so in your face. Like he thinks he's yeah. the Dalai Lama he's, shit. But honestly, he's just like that. Like you're backstage at a Jane's addiction concert. He walks in the door. He's like, Aaron, gives me a big hug. Anybody need a water or a fruit or something? You guys all okay. Everything's good. Blah, blah, blah. Does his thing, fucking chats it up. Like, talk. Of course, he talks to the girls because he loves his ladies. But he was just he's every time I've ever been around him, and I've been around him a lot outside of the show. He's just a, a nice dude. He's just pleasant to be around. Right on. Almost disappointing to hear. I know everyone's like, "Is Dave Noir a dick in real life?" I'm like, actually, he's a fucking sweetheart. <laughs> a lot of people I mean, don't know that he has, he performs his job. He like yeah. he, he he does a job. Like people think that for some reason he shouldn't be there. But even if it wasn't for his um, his giving the viewer the the idea of what the canvas judge right. he's a, should be judging, he's a, he's, a, he's a consumer opinion. But as well as that, he's just uh, he's pretty he, he's fluid. He does it. He reads those cue cards. Only time I've seen him stumble is on commercials. Yeah, no, he's he he's like great. And he's honestly, I don't see him being like he doesn't like put on. In my in my opinion, and when I've been around him, I whenever we've been on and off camera, I've never seen him to be different on camera. He just is he's just part of a show at that point. So he's the subject matter of the conversation changes. He doesn't change. Right. Again, I'm disappointed to hear. I wanted wanted more, you know. He's actually a douchebag, man. He gets backstage no, and like, everybody behind the back. I feel like everybody expects that, but he's just a nice dude. And it's kind of like it's kind of refreshing to realize that he's not a douchebag. Well, you know Ali uh, as well, and you know um, Nunez as well, or not? Not as well. Actually, believe it or not, I know Dave. I don't. I've known. I think I've known Chris and Ali longer, but I know Dave closer. Like okay. I've known them from the, the tattoo industry, but we were never homies, so I don't really know them personally. I follow. I've uh, I've only known of Nunez from the show, Ali from the tattooing back in the day, traveling a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Because he was always loud. Yeah, always loud and always at Texas shows. He was always in Austin. That's when I that's when I first met him was in Austin. Right on. I only met him in uh California. Gotcha. Chris well, I've I'll met outside the show. Chris I've met outside the show and he was always a sweetheart. He's always nice too. They they fucking they dimed him out as a bastard the entire show. Like he almost quit at one point. I think he almost quit on our season. 
because he's like, I'm tired of being, yeah. He's like, I'm tired of looking like a fucking asshole. And then, and then like, I'm trying to be real with people. And then because they, they come on here as a contestant thinking I'm a fucking asshole before they even get through the door then I'm getting, then he gets grief automatically. Cause everyone thinks he's a prick. So they just throw it at him. Like a it's TV B why not? This guy's an asshole and right. see, they don't really know any better. And Chris, like, it's not not like gonna... they didn't learn anything from my exit. No. I did better in, in memory. I did better than many people, than, than the possible winner of oh, my yeah. season. It's, it's just, it's, it's wild. It's wild. And it's funny how, how much more seriously the fans of the show take it than we ever did. Oh, I, like I, well, I, I took it pretty seriously. <laughs> well, your situation was much different than mine. I didn't have an altercation like that. I never had a bout right. with anybody that was real. Even the shit that was with fucking Chris. Uh, who's little, little Chris with the bow tie? On season five. Oh, Element. Was that Element? No, no Chris Element was the was the was the look like Joe, Fred Joe Durst, Fred Durst, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Eternal, Ryan Eternal. Yeah, Chris Element. So it was Ryan Eternal, Chris Element. Anyways, Ryan's okay. a sweetheart. He wore a leather vest and a red cap, and everyone called him Joe Durst or some shit when we were backstage. It was hysterical. It drove him nuts. No, but me and Chris had a blast, and they they kind of like it was because it was a rival season, and we get sent home. And then me and Chris one night, I don't know if I told you this or not, we were filming from like 4 a.m. to God knows, like 12.30. And I'm like, and we're holed up in the living room while they're shooting a scene in the pool table room in the back. And I couldn't even get up and get in the offstage kitchen to get a fucking beer because they were going to come in again. I'm like, I need, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Chris's like, you want to be done, done? I'm like, yeah. He goes, watch this. He's like, follow my lead. So we all get on the couches. We all kind of poise up. And like, no one's really paying attention. There's like one handler there, like a PA or something. All the producers and sound guys and the, and the videographers are in the other room. And they're shooting. They're shooting. Working. Right. 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 So Chris, is, Chris just starts screaming at me. He's like, you motherfucker, like full volume screaming. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Just that shit was fucking trash. Like, we're just, and we, and we all, we ad libbed, I swear to God, a 20, 25 minute fucking argument, screaming at each other. And this was the scene where I get up and I throw my bandana in his face and he pops up like we're going to fight. You don't remember that? Right. Okay. It was fucking hysterical. In that scene, what got missed when in editing is when they pan across some of the other people. There's Eric Sue on the couch with his arms crossed and he's fucking laughing. But it was so quick they missed it. But if you pay attention, like as soon as I throw that fucking bandana or right before they pan across, there's there's fucking Eric laughing his ass off because he knows they're fucking around. Right. So the whole time, even after the producers the next day, like, what's up with you and Chris? Like they believed it. The hook line and sinker, even the producers believed it. it was fucking hysterical. Either way, we got done working because they got their content. So like they, you, you can hear him stomping down the hallway. They and they left that scene cold turkey. Didn't turn the fucking cameras off. Ran down the hallway because we were arguing in the other room. It was amazing. Right. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Is is how bad it was in the other room that they were like, no, 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 quick, quick. Well, this one's real. Let's go get that. Like, yeah, it was right. fucking hysterical. What were they trying to film in the other room? Have you any idea? Oh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> None of us gave a shit. We were all tired. We wanted to get drunk and go to bed. No, it said uh, you, you are there, what, 14-hour days, right? Back in the day, yeah. Now they cut no, off. No, they cut off no now. Union. They start. What's that? There's no union. So those, so the camera guys, they'd work them as late as they possibly could yeah, before they that, had that, time and a half. When I, went and did, uh, when I went and did the last season, on season nine I did, and then the other spinoffs since then, they've since changed all that. So they're done filming at like 9 p.m. on the dot. Like they don't fucking right. go crazy. Like not anymore. I mean, says so they had a lot of protests. Uh, do you remember out in, in front of some of the finales, they were having protests from unionized workers because really? it was a non-union show. I didn't know that. 
Oh yeah, there was also um, sexual harassment charges going on. One of the camera girls was uh, face fucked, kind of mock mock, mock face fucked by who? Wow, it was Ali Nunez or Navarro. I don't think it was. I don't think it was Navarro. No, I don't think Dave. Dave's not that guy. Dave's too like he doesn't need to try. <laughs> He's too charismatic. He's like hi, and they're like okay, well let's fuck. <laughs> so if I'm gonna put it on anybody, I'm gonna yeah, guess it was. No, it was uh, oh, Ollie. Ollie, yeah. Well, he's already yeah. in, in a world of shit anyways over the other bullshit. So like it's not like it's not gonna hurt right. him anymore to talk shit about him. <laughs> no, yeah, you can put that on him. No, I, I mean I, what's uh, it gonna during, hurt now? During my season four, they were going through a sexual harassment charge where um they got settled out of court when they paid a hefty fine. It was reported that uh between Nunez and Ali, they unwanted, touched, tickled one of the Purdue. And uh, I seen them being a dick to her all the time. Like, Which literally. What? Which no, it, was like, it was like one of their handlers. They had two handlers instead of oh, one. Okay, okay. And they were being rude to one of them because they wanted to keep the other, if I'm not mistaken. Uh. But they were, I mean, it, it seemed like they were friends because from a distance, you're going to, like, she's smiling nervously. Right, gotcha. And then uh, after that season, I heard about the sexual harassment charge that was coming out. No shit. Um, and she got in a car accident with Nunez, and he asked uh, if she was on the rag and if she needed a hug. <laughs> and then at one other point, uh, allegedly, maybe I should say allegedly in front of all this, because it's got settled out of court. But uh, they asked her if she liked to suck dicks. When she started feeling ill and wanted to leave, they asked her if she was sick and possibly pregnant. And something about she if she sucked dick so she couldn't get pregnant or something anyway, like, like oh well a, you suck. That's a little insensitive. I, yeah, I can't I imagine why she'd be upset. Jesus. I'll have to put it under allegations though, because again, it was all settled out of court. There's no Fair. I mean none of us were there. Yeah. But I did see them um, you know, throwing bottles and stuff. Like she would get them a water bottle, they'd drink it, they'd go to hand it back to her. She reaches for it, and they're like Across the room. No shit. Yeah. That's fucked. I, when I say they, I should say Ollie. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I, I'm not surprised. I can see him doing that. No. Yeah. He, he doesn't hold back his assholeness. No, he, he kind of turns it on. And I, But when you know him, too, you think that it's his way of endearing himself to you. You know? I think he believes that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I imagine you're right. The whole the time he was in a different context and, and probably a lot uh, more innocent than, than yeah, it sounds yeah. when you just put it in transcript. But Sorry, my it, lighting's not better. I've got one lamp in here and it's not very bright. You living in a van by the river or you by the ocean? No, I'm in my fucking school bus, baby. It's pretty. What kind of what kind of engines in your school bus? It, believe it or not, it's a '91 Chevy Bluebird school bus, 30 feet long, and it's got a 366 big block V8 in it. It's a gasser, right? On. With a five-speed manual transmission. It's a fucking. It's, it's just so much fun to drive. Yeah, is it got good suspension down the highway then? Fuck no. It rides like it's on, it rides like it's on fucking rails. It just like I've had to fix so much shit from driving because it just rattles the whole goddamn thing. Right. It's beautiful on a smooth road, but bumps are fuck. I, I actually dropped the scooter off the back of this once because of bumpy roads. Have you thought? Have you seen any of those aftermarket? This is completely stupid to talk about, but they have uh, ballasts, rubber ballasts you can put in your front springs. 
and you can pump those up with pressure and help yourself uh, carrying heavier loads going down the highway. It's possible, and, but I'm, I'm sure it's not so much the front that's the worst, it's the back where all the weight is. Okay. So it's over the it's over the dually wheels in the back. So I got to figure I don't think I, if I could if I could change it it'd probably be way too much money to fucking worry about. Right. Yeah. Or, or like, you, you don't, yeah. yeah, you're not living in it on the highway. You're living in it when it's parked. So it's like you're driving. It's like whatever. It'll shit bounces around, and then you get to where you're going, and you put it all back together. Yeah, you have an earthquake every time you go somewhere. Yeah, smooth roads are a blessing, though. I'll tell you what. How'd you get on uh, the rivals? Uh, rivals. Well, this is my first season, so I was literally on an airplane, <laughs> and I love saying this because it sounds cocky, but it's not really meant to be. I was like sitting in first class with a mimosa on my oh, way to, have Italy. to explain your situation then because you you've dated <laughs> the 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 owner of the airline <laughs> right weren't, weren't you weren't you the no, boy I'm, toy I'm, for some rich uh magnet uh oil tycoon <laughs> no, actually, you were richard I, branson's boy toy that's what it was i didn't i didn't i wasn't anybody's boyfriend i'm i'm uh the tattoo artist of the of uh, a major airline's son uh, his father is the CEO and president. So I fly wherever I want to and I tattoo him whenever he wants to. That's awesome. That's a good deal to have. Too yeah. bad there's not more CEOs, sons out there that like tattoos. Yeah, right. So, I just did that. that. I don't know if you saw that uh, that Johnny Cash portrait I did a couple of days ago. That was on him, actually. Oh, right on. No, I yeah. didn't. He's I, a good I'm dude. not too much for following stuff. Fair. <laughs> I mean, I, he, I, I should. But you know, I play Call of Duty all the time. Yeah, I so. used to, but it takes it takes a little too much time. Plus, yeah. I don't have my Xbox in the bus, so I just fucking sit here and watch music videos and movies all day. No, 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 no. Uh, you've got an iPad. Fair. Have you played Call of Duty Mobile? No, I think I tried on my phone and I hated it. Uh, try it on your iPad. Yeah, I'll show maybe. You some tricks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love with. I was good. I was good when I played with a controller, that's for sure. But uh, I started with chemistry back in the day on the PC. I was using a keyboard and a mouse. But if you learn the crab fingers, it's easier to track people without the controller, you know? Oh, I see, I see. It can be some work, too, but I don't know. (laughs) I like killing little 13-year-olds and imagine them throwing mommy and daddy's phone across the room. I hate you. Yes. Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I'm on the airplane. We're in first class. I'm drinking a mimosa and the fucking phone rings. And I'm like... Who the fuck's calling me from New York? Right. And I right. always answer my phone. I answer my phone to telemarketers all the time and I fuck with them. So I love answering the phone. Like, who the fuck are you? How'd you get my number? You know what I mean? Okay. Don't try and sell me, don't try and sell me some bullshit. I'm that guy. So I answer the phone. They're like, hey, blah, blah, blah. This is so-and-so from Ink Master. I said, oh, hey, what's up? I'm like, well, we want to see if you're interested in doing season five. I said, well, that's funny. I said, well, I went and did a fucking casting call for season two, three. And then I went and got interviewed and got got basically plucked out of a convention as a potential for season four. And you guys didn't give a shit about me then. And she was like, well, that's fair, but I don't know anything about that. And we want you now. And then we continued to talk and I landed in Milan and did my convention. I went from Milan to Dublin and in a in a hostel. I was at the generator hostel in Dublin, Ireland. And they let me use the entertainment room downstairs, which is a big auditorium. They used to like do bands and like they play movies and shit in for the for people that are staying there. Okay. All by myself. I rearranged, I had to rearrange all these lights around me. So you know how to do the fucking video interview, the first the first Skype interview for for, the, for casting. Okay. And and I I did it and that went through and then like eight months of fucking nine million photographs of different outfits and fucking glasses on and off and all that bullshit later. 
uh, I woke up like the day after my birthday or a holiday or some shit, fucking half half drunk, half hungover. My back with plastic covered in blood because I had my shoulders worked on the night before while I was wasted. Had sex with some broad in the tattoo shop upstairs in our loft bedroom. And they, they and Cheryl called me, Cheryl Wayne. And I'm like in bed with this broad covered in blood, half in the bag and fucking just like out of it, completely out of it. And I'm like, hold on one second. And I get dressed and I go out front, light a cigarette. She's like, Aaron, I was like, yeah, what's up? She's like, you didn't make it. Bullshit. I'm like, fucker. I'm like, like yesterday's my birthday or today it was like my on my birthday or some shit like that. Right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? After fucking eight months of this bullshit, I'm yelling in the fucking phone at her. I'm like, this is fucking not a fuck you. And she's like, I'm kidding. You got it. You're you're on. <laughs> I'm like, you're a piece of shit. And that's what sure. it was. My my yeah. My birthday. Yeah, my birthday's April first. So she thought it'd be cute to give me yeah. an April Fool's joke, not realizing it was my fucking birthday. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. I was like having a panic attack. I'm like, after all this bullshit, you're gonna tell me no. Cheryl was awesome though, because she was crazy yeah, I, like that. I love Cheryl. I love Cheryl. What's she doing now? Do you know? Last I heard, because she was a PA when I was on season five, I think, and a producer. And I think she went up to executive producer for season. She left and came back. And okay. I think season nine, she was an executive producer. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah. But then, but that was also her. yeah. I always loved Cheryl. Everybody else hated her. She was wild, but she was awesome that way, you know? She was honest. She was honest. She, and was she gave me grief, I gave her right back. I don't remember her being bad, though. Mm -mm. They hated her. Really like her. She was pushing an interview, and nobody nobody could give her pushbacks. They just they just thought she was being a bitch and just like, oh, fuck you, I want a different producer. Right. Meanwhile, I'm well, talking a lot of people. She, yeah, she was a eat the live moss bullshit. I'm like, sure, I'm not fucking saying that. That's fucking bullshit. Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, use somebody else's stupid fucking Taco Bell bites. I haven't even gotten tacos yet. I was mad that they didn't use mine. <laughs> I did a couple here and there, and they, they came and scabbed them in in the, in the commercials. But for the most part, all the like all the sponsored shit, I was like, nah, I don't fuck eat dicks. Like, I don't care. <laughs> right. Like, I'll say what I believe. And if you pitch me a line, like, if they pitch you a bite, then they're like, this, based on what, how we know you, like, this seems like your opinion. I'm like, it is my opinion, right. and I agree with it, but I'm not going to say it like that because they didn't have writers kind of like, like drum up, yeah. like, fucking examples. I'm like, Give me a second. And they would always give me like an apple box and an apple crate. What do they call apple boxes? The, the, yeah, the, the apple box. And I always had like fucking three beers on one side, <laughs> whiskey and a Coke on the other side. <laughs> like, give me a second. I grab my beer and I'd be like, hmm, I got it. And I'd do my bites. And I would just, I would say what I felt and what I meant, what I believed that was, may have been rooted in their suggestion, but that's, a, that's the closest they ever came to scripting anybody was trying to pitch you lines for bits and well, shit like that. For you. Yeah, well, I never got, I never, well, they knew I wouldn't fuck around with it. Uh, if they did but script I feel anybody. Like as much as you didn't uh, bite for that, and I had such a hard time, even if it was exactly what I would have wanted to say, after they told me, I couldn't say it, right? Right, right, right. So, like, um, as they would do that, I think I pushed back, but I, I feel like I watched the show, and you can see kind of when one of the producers suggests something, and, because the, the way that they say it, it's almost too soundbitey sometimes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, they also but, start a scene with like, hey, Kyle, what do you think about Aaron's tattoo? And the fucking cameras would go up. <laughs> and you'd be like, hey, Aaron, this is what I think about your tattoo. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was, I, I know what you're saying, because there's a little bit of that like, like staged kind of presence, especially in the beginning of a dialogue. It's always the beginning. Like, right. it's always, that was the hardest part for everybody that I saw was like getting started, like, Right. Like, I may have hated your tattoo, Kyle, but I'm not going to say, hey, Kyle, your tattoo's a piece of shit. 
So I'm trying to like right. start a, start an interaction that could potentially become abrasive, but in a way that feels genuine and not have you fucking be like, dude, really hate it after that fucking cameras go down. You know what I mean? I'm like, right. I still yeah. want to drink a beer with this asshole when we're done. You know, don't fuck it. You guys get to leave. Like, <laughs> you know, on season three, uh, it felt like at least I bet one and two were similar too. there was a real purist kind of attitude. And four, it felt like it changed. And I think by five and six and seven, people kind of were like, we need to have a show. We're here for the entertainment as much as before. I think people were really under the idea that this is a, a legit contest. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to find out who the best of us is. And, and, and not that they're not a legit contest because they offer legit money. But that's well, about yeah, and it's all contracted. Every every competition, whether it's the flash challenge or the tattoos, they're all they're all contracted. Like it's all legit and legal. But they right. have to have drama to have an actual television show. You and to speaking to that, you and you and uh, your rival weren't rivals at the time. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm oh, going to skip that. over a bit as much of that as I can too. <laughs> you guys, you guys have developed. Ink Master helps you develop a rivalry, huh? Yeah. Oh God, I got other funny stories about that too. I actually told Dave this one time. I said, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person from that entire season. Well, I mean, party of two that actually had sex with a rival. <laughs> it was right. many, many, many moons ago after the show but irrelevant it was it's funny to say that dave's like are you fucking serious i'm like yeah I'm like we were wasn't wasting. there a couple that was on the show at one point as not as rivals no no, no. they break up <laughs> no no i don't think okay. so they're still together <laughs> I, I, there's a couple there's a couple that was on my season nine that did split i know that okay but and, they weren't and, rivals they weren't they weren't a team together they were representing well, they should be back class. though I mean, too bad the show's not still going on. That's that's where we're definitely going. Ironically, <laughs> they're in really good good form right now. From what I just heard, latest news is they're great friends, and it was the best thing for them both, and they love each other. So it, just kudos to them. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They split up, and it took a little bit of work, but I guess now they're like they're they're fucking they're great friends, and they're they're good with each other, and the rapport is really good. So it makes me nice. happy. Right on. So Emily though was not an enemy at the time. And they said, hey, we need you to have an enemy. Well, you were yeah, working so they, with Ish, right? Yeah, they, they casted me. Ish, Ish told me that and we were in, I was in Sweden doing a guest spot. Uh, I think either, I think I invited him. I introduced him to him and my friend Mickey from Sweden at the Detroit show. And then circumstantially, he was out there doing a guest spot when I was before he ended up moving out there and trying to dominate the entire town of Jönköping, Sweden, which was a mess. And his, he's an idiot. Not, I mean, that's that's another hinder there. Anyways, she, he gets me on his rival. He goes, be really good. They need a rival. I love working with you at shows. I think it'd be really great. Your personality is great for it, and I'll give him your name. Right. So that's when, that's when they called me. And then after, like, I think it was, like, halfway through casting, they're like, oh, no, maybe it was in the big. No, it was about halfway. I don't remember that. Like, it, I was pretty sure I had gotten it. Like, once you get a couple months into casting, you know you're, you're in there. You just got to you gotta jump through hoops. So they're like, listen, your, your rival that we had casted before dropped out. And I was like, fuck. So I'm on the phone. I'm like, oh, here we go. I guess I'm done. Like, right. But look, we really want you. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty sick. I mean, that makes me feel better about being casted from someone else, giving them my name. They still wanted me anyway. So I was like, oh, right, cool. So I held my ground, right? I held my own. They're like, well, we want you to find somebody else for us. And if you could think of a female that would, right. that would be good on television that you would rival with, give us some names. And I, I think I gave them five different names. 
and they called all five people and Emily was the one that stuck out. And then like, I guess I was at the bar later that night. It was the same day they made all the calls, I guess. And then Emily texts me. She's like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> and I was like, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. And then she got one through casting and we did all this shit together. And then we went back and, um, well, we did the show. I mean, I mean, history since then has changed, of course, but like when we were on the show, she went on like with a character like we went on season five knowing that the tattooing was real the judging potentially was real the, the images you see on the television of the fucking work is real right but when the camp when the fucking machines are down we're fucking actors we're talent you know we, we're, we're, we're fucking we're, we're trying to make a name so like it's marketing my theory was they've been fucking tattoo artists since season one and making millions off this show right and right. maybe not necessarily with an intent. Like the marketing is there if you take advantage of it, but a lot of yeah. guys didn't get didn't get anything from it. But they were still making millions. It's a TV show, of course. We weren't getting paid like actual talent. So I'm like, if I'm not getting actor pay, and you're telling me this clout from your TV show is going to be my my real payment, then right. I'm going to take fucking full advantage of. It. I'm going to fuck you over. So I went out of my way to make sure that I did what I could to get screen time, and take advantage of the marketing. Like I'm going to do what I can to make sure I'm remembered. Right. Emily's theory was the same, only she decided she wanted to be the biggest bitch they've ever seen. And I was like, that's an interesting theory and concept. Good luck with that. Right. It's sad because she's really sweet. And it, it got to the they got to the point where we hear fucking heels coming down the hallway. And even when the cameras were down, we're like, fuck, here she comes again. <laughs> Why? Because the cameras would come up or what? Or the no, she would be being a bitch. She adopted his personality to the point where it was fucking annoying. The only time she was like when we, when we had wardrobe off and we were drinking beers and throwing tampons at the wall and the windows outside just wasted and shit, she was a doll. But when right. she was in fucking, when she was in fucking, in, in, I would say in uniform, when she was in fucking. The ink <laughs> mistress uniform. Yeah. It was yeah, just like this persona and, and this snap lippy fucking arrogance was in a fair flips and shit. I'm like, I'm like, Emily, you got to fucking stop, bro. Like, you're going to get fucking murdered when you get out of here. <laughs> she, she was, was, she uh, was People she would cry it. at nights at, at, on the show because she got so deep into this persona that she couldn't get out of it because of the way that she, they would set her up in the dynamic. Like they you were told like, me she Al Pacino. Uh, no, no, she just she she, she, uh, she Robert De Niro it where she's like she's just in character all the time. She, yeah, she wanted to. She she realized that she didn't want to go off as the bitch she'd become. And right. She started getting nervous. She started getting nervous. And she started seeing annoying. She was like annoying all the other cast members, and everyone's like, "Dude, you got." I'm like, and I was like, "Emily, you got to fucking cut this shit the fuck out." And she'd be crying. She's like, "They won't let me. They want me to keep doing this shit, and they're gonna try and give me a reason." Like, and then the whole like like her medical conditions and stuff came up, and it like kind of like they kind of used that as momentum because you couldn't just change her personality halfway through the fucking season. Wouldn't right. make any sense. So, but it's hard to make someone care about somebody's medical things when she's when they're being an asshole. Exactly. So she tried and she went off and they still think she's the biggest bitch ever because they only showcase that part of it. Right. And then I, I watched her cry her face off for fucking eons afterwards, getting death threats and shit on the internet because everybody fucking hated her. They yeah, remembered her. They yeah. remembered her and they wanted selfies, but they didn't want to get tattooed by her because they thought she was a cunt. Did you guys, you guys didn't stay in the same bunk. You had the same living arrangements as my crew did. Right? Yeah. Boys room and girls room. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Sorry. No, uh, no, you're fine. To be fair, that didn't happen. What's that? That did that didn't happen between me and her. The physicality crap was only was like like a year after we were done filming. Like we were just we because she moved down to Florida after we shot. So when it aired, we could all be 
together because we, we grew we grew, close, we grew closer to friends, right? Well, where so was she at? She was in South Carolina or Tennessee or some shit when they. I guess I was thought of her being in Florida. Well, she was she was in Panama City Beach when I originally met her years and years ago, but she moved with her dude after that, and all this shit happened. She's like, "Fuck it, I'm moving back to Florida." And because I was in the Tampa Bay area, she came down with us, and then we did all the premiere parties and all the viewing parties together. That is fun. Mm-hmm. What you guys? What do you wish they kept in the show? Anything? Like I know they they cut some stuff out of my show. I wish they showed, but they had fucking metric tons of footage they didn't use for our season. We we they were like, you have been force feeding us content to the point where our editors are having trouble right now. Good. <laughs> uh, they, there was one. No, there was two things they cut out that were would have been good scenes for me, I think. But also, it would have made me look like a bigger dick. It was in the very beginning when I think it was Caroline and Julia did like we had this rose and skull challenge thing at the very beginning of our season, and it was fucking trash. Like it was so bad that like I just like I can't. So we started the scene, and like I'm like, what do you think about that? I'm like, it was garbage. I'm like, that's a fucking rudimentary. That's the bare bones brass tacks tattooing his skulls and fucking roses, and they shit all over it. Right. Like, okay. They're like, okay. Uh, Caroline and Julia, you're going to do a scene with Aaron in the living room? And I was like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and right then, they did it, and I fucking did one of those whole, like, when you get up and, during a scene and you're shooting and you go do something aggressive, they eat that shit up. So I'm like, I got it. This is my shot. It's fucking, I'm going to start the season off with a bang. So I'm like, dude, I said, you guys fucking butchered this fucking tattoo. I'm like, these are the bare roots. The, the literal foundation of what we do for fucking hundreds of years or however long it's been in the, in the, in the Eastern side, you know, in the U.S. I'm like, yeah. Skulls and Roses are a pinnacle, right? And you guys fucking took a shit all over it. That should be the first fucking thing you learned. And I was like, hold on, let me let me help you out here. And I got up and I grabbed one of the skull sculptures off the shelf and came back and slammed it on the coffee table. I'm like, that's a fucking skull. The fuck did you tattoo? And I just went the fuck off. <laughs> and they got loved dropped. it. Loved it. Everybody loved it. And they got dropped. And then I Why talked did- shit about, I talked shit about, Fuck, what's his name with the weed that went home for smoking weed? Oh, Hibbard. Josh Hibbard, yeah. I fucking blasted. Did really go home for smoking weed? Two things. Yes, the weed was one of them because it was illegal in the state that we're in. And they already warned him once, which they don't tell you. They took away his shit. But then afterwards, he had a little pen and he was blowing in fucking sound people's faces and shit like a smart ass. So I'm like, yeah, we're done. We're done with you. And then he was also cheating because he had an extra cell phone that supposedly only had music on it. But it had fucking thousands of reference photos he was using for flash challenges. But I railroaded him for like 30 minutes on one episode over his fucking biomech shit. I said, it looks like a fucking pile of fucking shitty butter knives. Like, what the fuck you're tattooing? That's not biomech. Like, I re- I just reamed him up one side, down the other, and they fucking dropped that too. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he thought it was gold? Dude, I knew it was gold. Like, I'm shooting diamonds like something, here, man. Something about him being a fucking front runner. They didn't want, you know, the, the new guy for his first beating season him beating him up right. so bad over a tattoo that really had no major relevance. I follow. It's funny. I, I mean, that that definitely is part of the plays into it. One time I chewed out a judge um, who came on there and was being an asshole because he was being an asshole. And I, I made him look like an idiot because he was like, I don't need to be here. I'm like, you're here. Fucking go, I don't get go it. Home. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get why. You know, he's like, I was like, you're not down here competing. So kind of fuck you, really. And yeah. he was like, well, I don't have to be here. I'm better than this, basically. And I'm like, you're here. Like, right. Like, how do you, how do you work that one, bud? But yeah, I, yeah, I don't have to be here. Of course. 
Yeah, I don't have to be here, but you're sitting in the fucking chair, aren't you? You're getting a paycheck, you piece of shit. Like, fuck off. <laughs> now, you got paid eventually. Didn't you get paid for returns? Oh, I got paid. I got. We all got paid from the beginning, but it, it was smaller amounts. So every time I went back, I got paid more. Right on. So we didn't get appearance fees per episode, which is what they called it. Okay. And then every time I went back, my appearance fee went up because whenever they bring me back, you, you get more money because they want you to come back. So, and then okay. I think. Unless they I have paid. it written into your contract from the very first, like they did with Tattoo Baby and I. Yeah, fuck <laughs> that. That sucks. <laughs> I think so. It, it, I think it, it makes me go a little crazier. I think if I, if I had been maybe making a paycheck, you know, if I could have afforded to feed my family during that time, second yeah. time around, probably been easier, but. Star Spangled Banner, uh, Ollie's racism in the Star Spangled Banner. I've told <laughs> people about this story for some time, but I really wasn't there. And I'm just telling them th- your story. They, he, they, just look, he just looked like a fucking dick. Like when you're in person, you're like, well, I'm like I was like, wow, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> but he went off on when, when Dave was playing the Star Spangled Banner, several of the guys took a knee, yourself included, to show. I did. To, and what they don't show, show you on live TV is they actually shot that four fucking times. I don't know how they figured it out, but I think they knew it was going to happen. So they timed it out where they had so many takes before they had to actually go live with it. So they ran us through practices that we didn't know about. Right. So we all thought it was live every time. And then it, they retook it. We're like, oh, wait, what the fuck is going on right now? So it had to have been pre-planned because they knew. Because we had a, a number of, of contestants on, my, on season nine that were uh, people of color. All different races, all different sexes. And even clean, like he goes, dude, take a knee. I'm not gonna because you know, clean loves America. But he had no issues with anybody doing it, right? Nobody did. Right. So even if you weren't taking the knee, you were standing next to them, supporting them, and we all loved each other. The contestants grew really close to the end of that season. So we do the first shoot of a half, more than half the cast, and there's like fucking what 26 of us or some shit on season because it was, it was pairs. Right. Shoot number of people, and half the boom drops to the ground. And the fucking crowd is fucking cheering. They all fucking, you know what I mean? Everybody's in support. You, yeah, you're in New York. They're pretty liberal out there. They're going to love Yeah. So I'm like, fuck yeah. I just did something powerful on live television. I feel really good about myself. And then we stand back up. He goes, oh, let's, let's shoot that one again. I'm like, what? So we shoot it again. We all take a knee again. A couple people don't do it this time. Shoot it a third right. time. A couple less people don't do it. At this point, we're just getting irritated, tired. We want to move the fuck on. Right. And then I think that's when Oliver fucking loses his shit. He's like, he goes, everybody needs to just fucking stop. What the fuck is going on? He like gets up. I think he came on the stage. He's like, you motherfuckers need to respect the fucking troops and the flag and this goddamn country. And if you don't, you can get the fuck out, you pieces of shit, blah, blah, blah. And we all were just like, what the fuck? Like he we lost his mind. The whole crowd, everyone was silent. This whole auditorium was silent. And then he, oh, he like, said the whole auditorium. Present. Yeah. In front of the live audience and the whole nine yards just screamed at fucking everybody that they were pieces of shit because they were taking a knee. Right, this this guy so, that dressed in blackface nine years ago, he knew about. <laughs> he stood up and gave everybody a morality lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, that was the first time before any of this, and I knew that he was. I didn't know that he was treating contestants differently based on color, and I found that out afterwards from a few people specifically. And I never really saw that side of him because I wasn't really around him enough. He was always joking around, talking about his motorcycle, talking shit about tattoos <laughs> or whatever. And then when that came out, I was like. I was like, that dude's a dick. Like, like what the fuck? Like, sometimes, you know, as a, as a white person, sometimes you don't really know that somebody you're hanging out with is a racist or even has that bigotry until they do this one when they tell you, hey, hey, come in. And they do yeah. that. 
Yeah, and it's embarrassing because like I feel like I should have known that because I'm an open-minded individual, but the fact that I didn't recognize those 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 triggers or those signs naturally, right. that made me feel ignorant. You know what I mean? And maybe that's part of the, the honesty about being having white privilege is that we don't have we're not directly addressed with it. Right. And I don't deny that. I'm, I, I mean, I'm a white dude. Like, I know I'm I look fucking insane person with tattoos and shit all over my face, but I created that. So I get grief in public for what my own creation, not because of how I was born. So I like I we don't deal with that on a daily basis. Oh, like, and, and certain things I wouldn't recognize as, as signals of that. So I never really did. Plus, it, right. lack of paying attention, lack of having a reason to like if somebody goes, oh, Oliver Peck's racist. I'd be more in tune with what he was saying to people, but I didn't, nobody, I've never had that opportunity. In any sense, that was like the first thing that happened that I saw that fucking asshole side come out. And I was like, I was like, how are you mad about that? Like this, what, like it's a protest about racial inequality and fucking police brutality. How was that? How was, how was doing this to a fucking dumbass song? Like, the song doesn't represent our the land we walk on, the people that live here, or the fucking troops. It's a fucking, it's an anthem. Like, I'm not shitting on troops. I've got, my whole family's in the military. I mean, if you go to the military, thank you, I love you. Well, have you seen this one? So, sometimes when people get in fights, they, they almost pull <laughs> their children into the fight. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, or they'll pull their grandparents. Oh, he said my last name. Now he's talking about my family. You can't yeah, talk about yeah, my family. Yeah. You're taking a knee and you're basically kneeling. You're you're kneeling on the troops' pain and blood. Like, no, no, I'm not. This is nothing to do with a fucking troop, you idiot. Like, Kaepernick was very clear about what he was protesting, and nobody fucking cared. And his (laughs) his, uh, protest actually came from a Marine. Mm -hmm. I know. Which is the sad part, because that got disregarded, because it didn't go with the the fucking rigmarole that the other side was fucking yelling about. Rhetoric, they yes, they completely just like, yeah, yeah, that's just not important. That's not important, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what makes, are you makes, my, makes my flag cry. That's so, so dumb, makes my flag cry tears. Then the colors the start to run. If there were any, any, any American military troops, forces, soldiers, anybody, anybody that defended this country and helped provide freedom, which I'm not sure we're doing right now, besides shitting on everybody else's countries and taking oil and shit, like, if there's any point in time that our military. Like legitimately, and they have allowed us freedom. That's not. No one's talking shit about that by taking a right. knee about police brutality. There's not like any rational human being understands the difference. Like, it's just a fucking stage that a football player who's got a name can actually use to to to, to, to give a fucking message. Well, are, are you it's familiar beautiful. with the person who wrote the the song "Our Star Spangled Banner"? Banner. I think so. I mean, I'm not, I don't know. Okay, he was yeah, one of the richest slave owners in Baltimore. <laughs> well, see, it makes even more sense. He wrote two stanzas in the um, that are extremely racist. In I that didn't even know support, that part of the I didn't give a shit. Two of the stanzas in the in this anthem itself have been removed because they say no refuge. No refuge will save the hiring hireling or slave from the the curse of something or another or the the the, wow. the end of the grave. So basically, yeah, saying man. slaves and uh, hirelings that the British hired were going to die or be killed, and it, it talks of the free man as his superiority over them in some sense too. Oh wow! 
because yeah, it has another time. line about free men. That almost gives me a, another bit of respect for Kaepernick for being so thought out with his protest because that's really, really powerful. I think a lot of people don't uh, know some of our history like that. Some people don't know. Um, if it wasn't for the Enigma, I wouldn't know this. But uh, oh, he's a br- that's a brilliant I, motherfucker right there. I love him. I, it was either 1932 or 1942 it was the first time that we ever put um, one nation under God in our in our Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, really? Before that, it was song. One Nation. That's a dumb song, too. <laughs> it's not a song, is it? Right? Well, I guess it could be. But... <laughs> what yeah. is that? A go, 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 Team America mantra that you say in the mornings to pep yourself up? The fuck is it for? Well, it, yeah, it could be just that and used well. But when you put God in there, you actually become divisive with it. And that's the thing. It's a tool, just like everything else in this fucking country and, the, and run by government and religion. They're all fucking tools to keep us all in check. We're all fighting with each other over fucking skin color, but we're all broke buying TVs we don't fucking need while the rich get richer. It's a fucking sham. The whole country is. And everyone's like, fucking America. America, man. It's the greatest plan on the planet. I'm like, are you sure, bro? What'd you just buy on Amazon, you dumb motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get it from, Amazon? Uh, it's there, crazy. There is something to be said there. We, we would maybe produce more. I do, I do feel like a great country. Um, because I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. But then again, my mom's here, I and I know I got to put her in an old folks' home. There, I got to take care of her. I mean, I'm out of here know? soon. I tell you what, my kids are getting older. I'm fucking, boom, I'm fucking gone. Where are you going, Puerto Rico? Fran- France, probably. France, probably. Really? Yeah, right. I love France. And France, right. and and if I'm near Paris, well, anywhere in France, really, it's not that big of a, a country. But I'm at, you in the We <laughs> very little. I understand more than I speak. I know know more Italian than I do French, but I'm learning French now actively. Ironically, my ex is half French, and she's almost fluent by now, and she's going to France for two months, and it inspired me to start learning again. So actually, I've got a little little note for myself. It says learn French right here, as a matter of fact. And I called my buddy in Paris. I called my buddy in Paris this afternoon. I'm like, listen, I want to learn better French. So we're going to start doing classes once a week, a video chat, so I can actually be immersed in French. No, but no, I love I love France. I've been all over France. It's a beautiful country, and the people are amazing. Cocaine yeah, you get is good cold too. there, right? What's that? It gets a little colder there than you're used to. Yeah, not so bad though. It's it's no? it's sealed. I've been there in every season, but the, and the cocaine's really good. So, <laughs> right on. Always important to check on that. <laughs> well, I said it before, but you didn't hear me, so I had to repeat myself. <laughs> oh, okay, right on. Right, I actually car- did cocaine. I actually did cocaine in the in the 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 what is it the the, the prime, the, the first uh, royalties castle of Cognac, France. And I was doing, I was doing rails in the fucking, in the kitchen. <laughs> they were too. <laughs> the royal thing was too. It was a proud moment. Like, and I, don't don't do I, don't, I don't know. That was years ago. I don't do drugs like that shit. I, I think I can count on one hand how many times I've done Coke. It was just funny. And most okay. of it's been in France. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's why you want to go back, huh? No, no. I, I want to go move to this little village called Ungerland, which is like an hour away from Cognac. It's fucking beautiful. You think you can make money there tattooing or what? I fuck, I kill it in France. I fucking slay every time I go. It's an unbelievable. Right on. They tip out there. Some of them. Nobody, nobody the ones tips. That know, the ones that know and the ones that are transplants. Because we got to realize that not everybody in France is from France. Just like right. not everybody in America is from America. So, plus, yeah, they don't understand the, tipping. 
Right. But the price points are so good. It's like, it's almost like it's kind of included. So, and plus with the currency exchange difference, like I'll make, you know, four grand in a fucking, in a quick trip and then come home and I got $5,500 in American. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Nice. Unless you got to change it out of the fucking mall full of people that you don't know and walk back out to your car with fucking five grand in your pocket. It's pretty, pretty, pretty scary. That you've done. Yeah. <laughs> no, what about taxes? What about them? Not, you know what? Never mind. We should leave that alone because me and the IRS are not friends. I was just, yeah, that's what I was, you know, I was thinking on second thought, you know what? Fuck that shit. If, I just, honestly, you know, if, I did if have a friend tell to... me um, he would go overseas and he would make a lot of money and uh, stay over there for some time. And he said yeah. he would buy a watch, wear it back, a nice expensive watch that would keep its value. Ah, uh, so you don't have to carry the cash back. Yeah. There's you no question about taxes. You can only you can only bring back into the country. You can only bring up to ten grand in in actual notes and currency. Right. And no matter what denomination. So if I've got like I've come home with like five different currencies before, and if they all together equal ten grand or more, or no over ten grand, then they, you start getting the questions. Right. But then so you could buy haven't... one one Rolex. Exactly, and that's a smart way to do it. But I wasn't going over there making... Oh, look at that. Dude. What? <laughs> this is kind oh, of our yeah. second time doing this, but we're pros. I like high five. Like uh right. Yeah, we just we just killed that. Are we done? I think so. I mean, we got we can we can chat and shit, but I made it through all the questions. All the hard parts done. Oh shit. We thought we thought all kinds of wild shit last time. <laughs> yeah, but we got we got a little too crazy at one point too. Yeah, that's that was I think I talked about like three X's. <laughs> that that was yeah. it. Once we started talking about X's, I probably should have stayed off that. <laughs> I'm beginning <laughs> to figure it out. I, I started to feel like um, it's already happened with with Jim Francis and uh, and uh, uh, Jay Blondell, General yeah. Jay. They got a little animosity for each other, and so uh, I start feeling like Wendy Williams in the middle of these guys. Oh Jesus. <clears throat> Actually, well, I've done three of these today, three podcasts. Yours is the third. I talked to Carl earlier. But yeah, yeah. The, b- before that, um, uh, Francis, Jim Francis, the Thruf goes, he called me up this morning to kind of give me some hell about giving, you know, Jay a platform to oh, talk stop. slander against him. So <laughs> I was like, well, wait a second, dude. I got the same platform for you. Like that right. evens it up, right? Come on in. We'll talk about Jay. But oh, he, he did good. We didn't. I'm, I'm trying. I'm going to have to keep it on a level, you know. Has anybody else talked to you about me yet? No, zero. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll try. I'll try. I don't have, I mean, unless you bring Emily on this shit, I don't think I'll have anybody talk to you about me. He's the only I one think I in think all of. cases, honestly, I need to, some of that shit uh, is pretty personal and I'm just going to have to try and steer around it and maybe even yeah. learn to edit, you know. Oh, it was, I, I mean, to- honestly, it wasn't even that big of a deal. We just fell out over a breakup of mine. And she right. chose the wrong team. So whatever. Well, it's always the problem you you couples get when you want to make people choose teams. No, I didn't make anybody choose shit. Okay, you know, one of the problems that we've had as artists, uh, is, as a married artist, my wife and I, is sometimes people, guys usually, will bring yeah. their girlfriends around and they'll introduce them to my wife. Like, oh, no, you didn't do this because you weren't playing around on another girl. But then they'll bring their girlfriends around, introduce them to my wife. And then later, my wife will end up meeting their wives. Oh, geez. I never did that. 
Yeah, it's like it sets a pretty shitty situation, you know, where you're like, man, I thought I already met your wife in the last town. She looked different. I was, I was, I had my own experiences with with stupid infidelities when I was very young, and in my adult life and my long term relationships, I've been very loyal and very loving, and they just don't want to hang around. I've always become this fucking launch pad for them to think they're super awesome, and they leave me behind the dust, and then they just fizzle out into nothing. Were you buying them new tits? No, I'm taking them around the fucking planet on fucking airplane rides to all these countries to tattoo and cover all the goddamn bills. <laughs> right, right. Except for the last one. Belena was amazing, and she worked right next to me like the best partner I've ever had, and that's why I got out of that last time is because I'm so mad. She was, fucking she was a tattoo artist, too, or? Fantastic tattooer. She's an amazing person, a great performer, and a fantastic tattooer. I love her. I love her with all my heart, but she don't want to be with me anymore. Performer. Uh, what, you guys both hook up together and swing around? No, she does Ariel. She does uh, Lyra, which is a big hoop. And yeah. Oh, something happened. Sorry, sorry. Trying to call me. I just hung on up on. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, no. So were you in Tampa? Of, so I'm guessing, of course, as kinky and freaky as you are, how much you like hooks in your back? She swings around on aerial poles. You've got some kind of an apparatus inside of that that bus there your swinger bus oh i've got, I've got two some, of you no i've got some gear attached to the bed though that i hooked up after we split up to try some new shit and we only got to do it once <laughs> is that is that's kind of an advertisement then for your rolling I, love bus brah yeah but bring your own restraints i've got the gear i don't have i've got the hardware i don't have the i don't have the wrist and ankle restraint <laughs> right on. you gotta you bring your own the... restraints huh? i can hook you up but you gotta bring your own restraints <laughs> Someone just comes over ball and gag and restraints. If they travel like that, well, I yeah. guess they're DTF. Well, it's funny because I'm like, if I do end up ever selling the bus, I'm kind of like, do I just leave these here? Like, I put like, <laughs> I put big fucking like, like pad eyes in the fucking wood frame with fucking right. paracord to, to fucking like hardware, like hard, hard, uh, like hardcore carabiners to hook to fucking restraints. So I'm no. like, do I leave these? Do I leave you these don't. here when I sell it? <laughs> and you be careful if you ever get pulled over. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I don't have like duct tape and plastic bags or anything either, so I'm safe. Right. Uh, Aaron is just traveling in a, in his own personal rape van. Ugh, gross. No, no. She she asked for it. No, that's not a bad too. Yeah, I know. I didn't Aaron, like I don't that. know if she no. asked for it, but you should have seen the dress she was wearing. No, she literally asked for it, and I had to take the restraints out of her fucking prop bag for her shows and hook her up at the bed. Right I that shouldn't go in the podcast. <laughs> it shouldn't, yeah. But it's too. I told you I don't edit. It's why we're doing a second. All right, fuck it. We'll keep going. I mean, I, <laughs> you want me? I, I can end it. I can end it. Let's no, do this. No, Let's no, no. This. I don't want to end it. It's funny. I, it's funny. Keep recording because we you got more. Stayed too long. You said too much. What else do we got? We got. We can talk more shit than this. How long is it? What's the time on it right now? Candy Ari edited me three times today on some shit. I mean, we can. Yeah, we can talk all you want, bro. But uh. She's already been keeping me more mindful of some of the things that, um, cause like something happened at one of the last conventions that I thought was hilarious that involved the tampon <laughs> being stuck to a ceiling. And I guess it's just a story that is not ready to be talked about. So it's a future. You talking about, you're talking about the, at, the, at, the, at the studio yeah. with the at yeah. ink master? <laughs> Candy just came on and said, "Stop it!" I told you, I'm not talking about nothing, bro. No, I think we're talking about two different things. I was going to tell a story about when I was filming. It was some of the back, the backstage, behind the scenes stuff. You guys were throwing tampons at shit. We literally went into the. And you know how they had the the crew showers in the hallway where the camera crew was and all the camera equipment was. I didn't uh, know they had showers there. 
the studio bathrooms, the females' bathroom is like I think there's a shower in the girls' bathroom, and there's also like this yeah. big like like lunch bag in one of the stalls full of fucking tampons for the crew. So one night we went, in, we would go in that back door and go pee instead of going up the ladder every night, and we just sneak right. in the studio and go pee right there because we would be getting drunk and peeing off the fucking balcony and shit under the. It was it was a mess. We were a mess. But we went in there and took the fucking bag of fucking tampons out and we're dipping them in beer in beer cups and flinging them out the windows of the boys' room's loft. Like the windows? Like there's still a fucking tampon hanging off one of those windows. No, still. I swear to God, every time I go back to shoot, there's like two of them still stuck somewhere. It's hysterical. Were you, were you guys the ones that egged the neighbor's roof too? Yeah, that was me and Mark. Okay. And that yeah. wasn't on purpose. That wasn't on purpose. I think I think we talked about this before, but that that was a, he. I beat him at a challenge, and he was convinced he was going home. So when we got done filming, he got fucking wasted. Long neck. So yeah. So we're climbing yeah. on the roof. We're throwing toilet paper across the fucking courtyard like it's flinging everywhere. Like we're having a fucking rager, right? Mark's losing his fucking mind. I'm at one end of the roof, and he's the other. And I don't realize he's got eggs. He's like, "Yo, Aaron, how's it feel to know you probably sent me home? You fucking piece of shit." And he's, he's smirking, but he's, he's, you know, you can tell he's a little bit mad. And he fucking beams me in the leg with a fucking egg from the fridge. I didn't know he had his fucking pocket. And it doesn't break. It bounces off my leg, which hurts way worse, by the way. And fires across the courtyard and smashes on the roof of the neighbor's house. And then the next day, the sun comes up in the summertime and it fucking bakes the egg. So the whole fucking, this whole giant white splatter mark across the fucking roof of the Just neighbor's one, house. Just one, though. Right on. Yeah, but it was like. The mark was like five feet. It was huge because it went the right. fucking egg went thirty feet through the air before it hit the roof. Could you tell it was egg because there was yolk or not? Oh yeah, and right. shells and everything. It looked it would look like we egged the guy's house. Right on. I thought maybe so Andrew, there was a chance. It just looked like a pigeon had a problem while it was giving birth. Yeah, a pigeon <laughs> the size of a dinosaur. <laughs> so Andrea had to have a whole meeting the next day and yelled at the entire cast about it, and we explained to her what happened. And she's like, "All right, I get it, but just you can't be fucking around on the roof anymore." Because we were legit, like, on the roof of the studio. Like, we climbed up the, the back door. The back door in the living room goes out onto that landing, and then you can climb up on the other part, and you can get around the side where you can see the courtyard. So we were acting a fool on the roof of the fucking studio, like, fucking three in the morning, wasted, while our handler was inside playing on his fucking cell phone, throwing <laughs> eggs and shit and toilet paper all over the place. Did he get in trouble? Yeah, I mean, they all, they all did. <laughs> right we, didn't, we didn't give a shit. They, what are they, like, what do you do? Send me home <laughs> halfway through the season? What do you guys do? Uh, for because like they give you a break every once in a while. They let you out of the house, mm. take you to the mall or something. Fourth, fourth of July, Fourth of July. That's where it was. It was July when we were there. June and July, Fourth of July. We got we went out to the mall, and there's a local mall. It's got a movie theater with like these big like end tables, and it's like a boozy and snacking like or like you know, like fucking finger foods and booze. And it was all on them. So we sat in our fucking chairs and I just repeatedly ordered shots of Jameson. Everyone that was in the movie got fucking hammered. Me and Mark are wobbling around the mall. We split up from handlers and we fucking were walking around with one of the security guards. And I'm buying, I'm buying like expensive nail care from kiosks, all wasted and shit. <laughs> it was bad. When you say security guard, you weren't with one of the security guards from the show, though. Yeah, You're we with were the mall security guard. No, we were with the security on the show. One of the armed security guards. They they sent two of them with us. And and uh, we didn't uh, have armed security guards. You had armed security guards. Yeah. yeah, it was it was heavy. And then we went and we convinced our security guard that our uh, uh, Aura, remember Aura? I do. Yes, I love Aura. We we convinced him that Aura told us to meet meet her meet us at Ruby Tuesdays or Spaghetti Warehouse or some shit at the bar. And then Mark just said, "Oh, I think he told her we were going to be there." Told one, like Jason Clay Dunn or something. 
So everyone kind of accidentally converged there. Meanwhile, me and Mark are just slamming drinks. So we're fucking hammered. And then some fans come up and they recognize Jason Clay Dunn and fucking Josh. And they want selfies. And Mark's like, you can get a selfie with anybody you want as long as you show your titties. Like, he's all wasted. And then Aura comes up and the security guard's just quiet. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this. And then, now we've got a crowd around us. And they're starting to realize it's happening. Like, we got a security guard. We've got a handler with, like, a clipboard. we got all this bullshit. And right. Jason Clay Dunn and all these other tattooed people. So they start like, looking oh. for cameras now. They're like, oh, fuck, they're filming a new season. And we're here at the mall with these guys. And we're getting selfies with them and shit. And Aura lost her fucking mind and dragged us out of the mall. We were, like, punished six-year-olds. It was so funny. How mad was get- she? She's, she's, she's a Russian girl, right? Yeah. She's she, real she mad. Real mad. We got back to the studio, and one of our other uh, PAs at the studio had literally squeezed by on the back balcony. He got a kiddie pool, a little blow-up palm tree, and all these decorations. It was going to do like a beach party 4th of July thing and got a bunch of beer and all this shit. And then we got back, and we were like grounded. We weren't allowed to have a party. <laughs> so... Like three of us sat out there quietly, like had a beer and smoked a cigarette, looking at all these blow up decorations and shit because we got in trouble from the fucking mall. It was so fucking funny. They didn't have an in school suspension to give you, or that was their equivalent of it. Yeah, they couldn't really, can't really do anything. Like, honestly, when you're on the fucking show, outside of like, like your specific case with like any kind of argument or physical altercation, well, they can't, what do you do? Send me home? Like, right. what, like uh, what, do, what do you do? Like, I can do what the fuck I want to do, and you can yell at me. You're not going to send me anywhere. So, like, once we started realizing that, we started acting a little bit more ornery. And we're like, <laughs> and then once you get sent home, like, what do you send me home again? Like, <laughs> eat dicks. Like, you're going back for interview day. I'm like, what do you do? What do you send me home twice? I'm already at the fucking double tree. Eat shit. How often did they let, they only let you out on the 4th of July then? No, I think it was another, a couple times they would let them, they would take the boys to the gym if they wanted to work out and like little shit like that. But I didn't really give a fuck. I just stayed there and hung out. Like, I was, we're in fucking bullshit Newark, New Jersey. Where the fuck am I going to go? Like, I went on a road trip one day to go get booze. Like, I went with the PA to get beer at the liquor store. You didn't I go to like, the gym? No, fuck, really? <laughs> dude, dude, you're missing it. Jersey gyms. Jersey gyms are amazing because they got, they're full of uh, guys wearing $150 sequin Ed Hardy shirts. Oh, and, and $300, like, Versace glasses. And they're all, they're pumping in this doom, 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 doom. I'm oh. serious. Dude. It's like a nightclub. You're yeah, like doing no, bench presses to fucking a nightclub. Yeah, no, I no, 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 I had intention on doing that shit. I just like, oh, it's my day off. Do you guys want to go to the gym? I'm taking a nap on the couch and getting drunk. I don't give a fuck. Right. Well, you're, you're trying to preserve yourself from the inside out then. You don't yeah. want to, you, you stay longer that way, I figure, huh? Oh, yeah. Or you figure. Oh, it was, who was the guy that was in season nine? The only guy that stayed up with me was fucking Tommy. Um, what's his face? He was, came back for a second season. He was in the first or second season. Tommy Helms? Tommy Helms, yeah. Oh, right he was, he was He was a late-nighter with me. He was the one that I stayed up drinking with at, on my season nine. Super cool guy. Really yeah. nice. He, yeah, he was super awesome. I really enjoyed being around him. What about He's, you? Uh, you weren't on the season with Eric Suida, though, right? Yeah, that was season five. Okay, right on. That's what I was right talking on. about before. Like when me and Chris Elman had that fake argument and they pan across the guys on the couch and him laughing. Okay, so I thought you were saying it was Chris Element that was was the laughing. I got it. I thought they no, caught Chris, his breaking character. Yeah, no, Chris is the one. No, Chris was the one I was yelling with. And when they pan across to show the other guy's expressions, which they like to do, there's right. Eric there with a fucking smirk on his face because he's laughing his ass off and trying to hide it. They they did the same for you guys, I imagine. They have a bunch of canned expressions, so they ask you questions. 
like we're opening a hot yeah. tuna fish sandwich right next yep. to you. Yeah, yeah, especially on on uh, on uh, critique day. Now, when you watch those uh, critiques go back, did you notice? It's hard to really tell if they're your genuine reactions or not. Couldn't even tell. Couldn't even tell. It's so weird. The only thing I noticed, because I know that we're mic'd and we're transcribed and we're recorded every as soon as the mic goes on. And there was one thing I I got into a tangent. (laughs) And at that point, my first season, it was when my ex-wife left me like three days before our wedding anniversary and treated me like shit. And I found out she was cheating later and all this crazy shit. So I went on the show with a with a kind of like a fuck that bitch attitude. Like you watch what happens to me after you left, you dumb bitch. And I went, I was drunk doing an interview day one time, and I went on like a 45-minute rant about her. And they were playing an episode where me and Emily were going head to head on like an arm tattoo or some shit. <laughs> right. And then while they're doing footage, they scab in that dialogue and it's like narrating the fucking scene. And I just blasted my ex all over national television. And we were at a fucking bar. And I was watching this show. We had all these people at these viewing parties. We had a bunch of friends in Tampa anyway. So, like, when we did viewing parties, we filled the bar up. And as soon as that scene hit, and I just fucking... And they only played, like, a minute or two of it. Right. It was, like the, it was like the choice, the choice part. And I just railroaded my ex on national television. And then everyone at the bar turns around and looks at me. And I was like, oh, fuck. They just put that anywhere, don't they? I had no idea what's coming. And my buddy's like, you need a shot. I'm like, yes, I knew. <laughs> like, I didn't expect you call to it that. scab in. That's, I follow, yeah, where they scab it in. They just plugged that shit in in a scene about and during tattooing. And I was like, oh, fuck, that was me talking mad shit about my ex. That just they got aired. It like on- you're talking about Emily, though, right? No, it was literally like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to let another woman or another person in my life fucking dominate me or drag me down. And it was like using my ex as an example, why I wouldn't let Emily ruin this challenge for me. Oh, right on. It it worked perfectly, but it was literally me talking shit about my ex, my ex-wife. And on, and when it hit national television, the day it aired, I was like, oh fuck, she's going to get a call. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, she treated you kind of rotten. Oh, of course. And in in hindsight, I was like, eh whatever but when it happened though the shock of it being like that public i was like oh fuck like we had like five million viewers per episode in that season i'm like i'm like ah this is not what i want to have happen right now and it was still pretty fresh so i'm like this is i'm gonna get a fucking phone call i never did but whatever so have you talked to andrea since any of the production or any of the the crew not since not since he's no the last time i was there doing a spinoff which was the the grudge match thing. That was the last time. And that was fucking a year and a half ago now. Okay. Ironically, my, my current ex, Melena, who is a fantastic tattooer, was casted for, I think, with the next season would have been 13, right? Or 12. Seems like it was 13. But yeah, I feel like they shot 13. They did shoot 13. But oh, then so COVID man, happened. Man. And the lawsuit well, happened. And whatever happened where they were casting whatever next one. She got casted while we were together. Okay. And I don't know if I don't know if her being with me had any influence, or maybe that's how they found her or whatever. Right. But she got casted along with another couple of friends of mine, and then that's when it fell apart, and they just dissolved everything. So I was like, "Oh my god, my new amazing girlfriend that I'm traveling the world with, and we're in Germany right now, is just got casted for the same show I was on. This is amazing. We're the best power couple in the world. Blah 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 blah. blah. And here I am sitting by but myself in a fucking pillows. They're making an international one, right? I don't know. I heard something about really? something coming back, but I know they had one in, in the Netherlands that was, tor- it was horrible. 
Okay. I just had some friends that were from the Netherlands call me and tell me they just got cast. They didn't get cast. They didn't get picked, but they were uh, going through the process for being cast right, for yeah. master. They've been doing it for the, in the Netherlands since I did season five, I think. And the show is terrible. It's nothing like we do it over here. The, the, the production is value is way lower and they cherry pick like old timers, like kids and shit like that. Like the whole, the whole like bureaucracy about it and the whole like mobster kind of vibe behind how the tattooing works in the Netherlands is different than here. So everyone hates on the show. Plus it's, it's terrible to watch, I guess. Right on. You haven't seen it yourself, but you've just heard. No, no what the fuck do I care? <laughs> Have we you were watched like, seasons after your season. No. <laughs> it's it's am I wrong in saying it's hard? I have a hard time watching. Like, like see, I, I, I watch my shit because it's funny, but like I have friends in every season and I'm like, hey, I'll see you next weekend. What the fuck do I care? Right, right. You'll tell me. You'll tell me all about it. And it'll right, be better right, right. when you say it. So I pay attention to who's casted and I watch their social media and stuff, but I don't like watch the episodes. Like I I never really liked the show to begin with. It was just it, it was a stepping stone for marketing. And it was fun to be a part of television production. Well, uh, I believe I was pretty sure that you were going for season two or three. Like there was some kind of rumor running around Detroit. And it feels like oh, Detroit really? was right. Was that? I was I was at a casting call for it. Right. In New York, ironically. They, oh, you went there? No, I went to New They did a casting call. We had a convention. Fuck, where were we? It was either, I think it was in Long Island. And then I heard there was a casting call like the next day. So we postponed our trip home and went to, to Manhattan the next day. And I did a casting call just to see what the fuck would happen. And then I did my stupid thing. They were bleh. I didn't really give a shit. Then we went downstairs to the bar and got wasted. And I had a great time in Manhattan for a day. Right. But I mean, it's funny that people thought I was going to be on it because I, I never got called back on that. Yeah. No, it was uh, a little rumor. It seemed, you know, you know the way rumors get, though. Yep. When we were watching that show go off, it was always weird. You're wondering which one of your friends is next, you know? Right. I've known people since the very first season, and I've, it's been crazy watching like my friends be on television. But yeah, it could have been it could have been somebody at the fucking casting call that went with me that saw me. That's where the rumor started. Who the fuck knows? There's right. a fucking there's a shit ton of tattooers in there in line trying to get fucking cast on a stupid television show. Didn't they stop the live finales at one point? Too, or no, the after parties. You guys didn't get an after party too, right? No, they didn't. They stopped the live finales. They started. They started doing them in Vegas, and they pre-record them, and they just shoot them like like whatever. So like they Fair weren't enough. live anymore. After see, I think season nine was the last live finale. It, was it because they were losing viewership? Or I have no idea. I have no idea. And ironically, it, like it was fun. it's funny because the next season that aired, that did their live finale in Vegas, my ex, the tattooer Belina, went to that live finale with her ex-boyfriend who was also a tattooer because they were like introduced. Like they both like, I'm really my ex knew who I was. And so did her boyfriend at the time before I met her because they watched the show. <laughs> okay. Right. That make it any harder too, or on the relationship over a persona idea of you? No, no. Cause honestly we met organically and it kind of like, cause I've looked so different since she saw me. She's like, Oh my God, that is you. Like she saw me, but didn't like put two and two together when we met. So like our chemistry worked really well organically. And then we laughed about that. She had seen me on television. Right. Which was, which was just funny at that point. Cause it didn't really matter. Cause we had such a good connection. Where are you working at nowadays? 
I'm at my friend Peter's shop in Clearwater, Florida. It's called Poison Apple Tattoo, and it's amazing. So I thought you, yeah, you were telling me you love it out there. Yeah, it's a great little shop. It's fucking beautiful. He's got it curated, so you feel like you're in the Haunted Mansion at Disney. Like, stacks of books and melted candles and shit, like paintings on the walls. It's very dark. It's, it's fucking cool. It's a cool shop. Like, Where's that? What's the city? Clearwater, Florida. Okay. Best, right beaches, in the, best, best beaches in the country, according, according to TripAdvisor. Uh, so Sarasota says every year. Sarasota's a bunch of idiots. <laughs> do you guys, I think it's like Cedar Point or like um, amusement parks. Every time you go to another state, they're like, we got the number one rated amusement park in the world. And yeah, but like, this actually, this actually is the number one voted beach on TripAdvisor by, by, uh, by patrons of the site. Okay. Right on. So it's actually a legit title. Like Sarasota could have the best beach in Florida or whatever, but they don't have the TripAdvisor fucking le- legit numbers that we do. Which you is dumb because that, yeah, they ship it in. Your guys' Ironic- sand tastes better. Uh, ironically, that's, that's the beach I hate going to. I go to all the other beaches because they're more, I can. You can't go to the fucking Clearwater Beach and see fucking fish and shit because it's all so curated, and manicured. Like they're they're there, but when you're in Florida and you're at a beach, it's literally all sand and actual right. fucking current. The fish right. and crabs and shit don't hang out there. There's nothing to hang out with. Right. So I go they to can. like honeymoon. I go to like honeymoon island and fucking and and uh, uh, what's the other one? A bunch of other little beaches where I can actually go and see wildlife because I'm I'm a snorkeler, so I like that shit. Okay. <clears throat> so I don't, how I don't long like. You, how long did you free dive for? Oh, I don't Under- remember. I haven't counted in a while. Over a minute before, but I don't remember. It's been a while since I've actually done it and not counted. That's good. I've also picked smoking back up, so it's probably not a minute anymore. <laughs> yeah, I've been. No- yeah, I noticed that. You would pick up smoking with losing the girl. And that's what happens when you get fucking dumped. You fucking like fuck it. I don't give a shit anymore. So it's been, what we gonna been, we gonna get you back on the grinder horse or the Tinder? Grinder horse. <laughs> you know, ironically, I picked up Tinder again, just kind of as a gag, and it's fucking horrible. Like I've never seen so many weird looking people in my life. That's, who's what fucking, that's what their algorithm thinks you like, bro. Like, you know what I do on Tinder? Nope, 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 nope. No more people in your area. I'm like, oh, that was fun. And I put it down. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I did, it only shows you people in your area? Yeah, I mean, you can curate it or pay if you want to pay like a monthly fee or some shit. I, it's all new. I haven't been on it in years. But like, I'm like, okay. I'm not giving you $12 a month so I can like swipe more times or whatever the fuck it is. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's not it's, I mean, it's entertain, entertainment value for me, so I don't really give a fuck. I, I enjoy meeting people organically in person. Where do you do that at? You just go to the because uh, you're right, right, you're right by Wybor City still or not? Ebor City. Ebor City. I can't help it. I see the sign. You fucking savage. The... It's savage. It's Ebor City. When does don't... a Y make an E sound? <clears throat> when it's Y B O R. The only Ebor time. City. Yeah, is and it, I think I think that, it's Al, Cap, Al Capone's fault. Because he because what he called it Ebor. Like I don't know if he named. I don't think he named it, but he was here. Like this is one. Dude, of, if you look up, if the I had to drive city, down the highway to Ebor City, I would drive past it, thinking I was close because that one's Ybor. So Ebor must be next. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually parked where I'm parked right now. I say parked, but I live in this fucking thing. Like I can just fucking, it's a 20 minute walk or a two minute Uber or whatever to Ebor downtown, like 7th Avenue. So I go down to my little local hole in the wall and hang out with my, my, my favorite bartenders and talk shit and fucking whatever. You don't surf I down there, do you? 
Not on this coast. I mean, you can like Sebastian Inlet's okay, but like if I surf, I usually go see Mark in Cocoa Beach. Right. Yeah. There's only three hours away, right? From here, it's about. I mean, depending how you drive and uh, how I how I normally drive, I could do it too. In that but thing. It should be, huh? In that thing. Oh no! In my race car, like I'm not. <laughs> okay. This thing does. Believe it or not, this thing does. Well, my house does 70 miles an hour. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it's terrifying falls for, off the walls yeah it's terrifying for anybody inside that's not me but it's fun yeah i remember the life it wasn't bad this, this thing tracks straight as shit it's so much it's so easy to drive you cruise on the fucking and it's got a rev limiter and a governor on it so it hits was it what three thousand rpms and it's and it maxes out there and it, and if you're on a nice flat road you're doing 70 and it's fucking cool as a cucumber have you taken that up in any mountains yet in the wintertime in the Rockies on the way from Denver to Vegas. Well, Why from Denver to that? from That's I had a stupid to. idea, sir. I had to. I got down to 30 miles an hour in second gear. It was terrifying. Yes, it was you were white knuckles, you ready to die. I don't even like driving my RV through Appalachian or through Tennessee, you know? Absolutely terrifying. But if, actually, if you go look on my ex's page, she's got some, some photos and videos from that trip and her videos panning through the windows and the skylights that we put in with the yeah. mountains and the snow in the background. It's, it's incredible. It was so worth it. <laughs> it was absolutely beautiful. Snow tires. Did you put chains on them? What'd you do? <laughs> no, it's got, it's got just tires, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, we weren't in a fucking blizzard. It was just, it was just okay. snowy out. The roads were, were pretty clean. So it was just wet. So it wasn't like right. we were driving. I wasn't driving through fucking a foot of snow or anything crazy. Right, right. That scares the hell out of me. We 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 would we just you know we'd follow the sun in our RV and fly anywhere north. We tried to, but uh, ironically, that weekend that we were driving, we were driving from Denver to I think we were going to Moab in Utah before we went to Vegas and it was, we caught, we caught snow when we were going through the mountains and we didn't know it was going to happen. So we just, we're like, I guess this is our life today. Right. You know, fucking terrified trying to go through this shit. Look, great photos and video. Well, worth it. I guess yeah. now you got Instagram followers. So, well, they're on, they're on my ex's page, so I don't have shit. <laughs> well, this wasn't worth it then. What are you talking about? Well, it's worth it for her. And I get to look at them. I actually was looking through those old photos the other day on her page. Cause I was feeling uh, nostalgic. So you, you already got on the Tinder, but you, you've been out to the local scene. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 if I'm, if I'm going to be totally honest, I have been insanely depressed since she left, and only in the last probably three weeks, I've kind of decided. Like, I woke up one day, I was like, I'm just tired of feeling like shit. So right. I just, you know, put my shoes on and like I was getting social anxiety, and you know me in public, I love being in crowds. Like I'd go out to places I've been going for fucking ten plus years. And if like by the third person that talked to me, I'd be having a fucking panic attack and having to go home. So it's been, it's been, it's been quite a ride and I'm just now pulling myself out of it. So I feel like a human again, which is nice, but I mean, I still love her. I'm still sad about what happened, but I'm not in that hole anymore, you know? So yeah, I haven't really been out like, like mingling and having a great time and partying and finding chicks and all that garbage, but I've been able to be out and be social. You haven't been to a, you haven't done a tattoo convention in, a, in over a year or two, right? No, the last one I did was actually with her, and we were in France. Okay. And that was, fuck, Pre six months ago? Six months okay. ago. Six months ago, about a week before she broke up with me. 
so they had COVID protocols there too? Were they yep. stricter than they are here or not? Not necessarily. They're just more, I don't want to say more responsible, more receptive to it. So if you've got to wear a mask, no one yells at the door. You just put a fucking mask on. If you can't get in because you don't have a fucking, actually, let me give me one second. I'm going to show you something cool. Find it. In France, in order to get in and out of places that are public, you need to have a pass sanitaire, which is a, a fucking certificate, COVID, COVID vaccine certificate with a QR code in the back with an app. So you can okay. get, you don't have to actually carry this with you, but you can have it on your phone. Right. And you get, in, you get into bars and museums and shit knowing that you have this. In order to get this as an American, however, you know, American ones, as you know, I don't know if you guys are vaccinated or not, yeah. are a piece of fucking paper with scribble all over it. <laughs> so a bunch of asshole American tourists were fucking getting these pads and forging them and then going to fucking Paris and then fucking their numbers up. Oh. So they said, we don't take Americans anymore. You got to go get a pass chair from France. And we had to go by Notre Dame, Notre Dame. And next door is a big hospital. And then you go sit in this little hallway, wait for this little office. And one little dude interviews you, looks at your card, punches your information in, asks you what arm it was, what city you're in, and kind of validates you actually got the vaccine. And then you get your, your French version. Right on. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, $2 million, two, two nurses in New York made. By um, or, by or flooding, Jesus yeah, by Christ, flooding those uh, those things. Could you imagine if this government and this like if the numbers are crazy in the U.S. for COVID cases right now, the deaths have gone down because of the vaccine and other reasons. But could you imagine if every asshole that took a home test and and a home test, every home test has a QR code on it, so you can report it to the government, so they can add, they can tally numbers. How many people do you think actually do that? I, I took a, I took a home test. I never gave it to anybody. That's my point. So if you test positive at a home test, you throw it in the fucking trash, take a picture of it, and you're done. Could you imagine if the numbers were actually accurate? Right. They'd be like higher. All those people with fucking forged vaccine cards, all these people with home tests that don't tell their fucking work and their fucking neighbors. If the numbers are already terrible, they'd be fucking double what they are now if everyone was actually honest about it. That's why it's not Could fucking be. going anywhere. That's why it's not going anywhere. Well, it seems to be changing. I, I've heard several people theorizing we're looking at the end of it. I, I fucking hope so. I've also heard the some theorize we're going to be living with it, and it will just be milder symptoms. And Yep, and I've, I'm pretty sure that I think they talked about after the holidays, from the holiday, like, exposures, it's going to peak and, like, crest in, like, August, and then come back down again. Okay. Is, yeah, I, is, I used to watch the numbers a lot more closely. It seemed uh, it seemed crazy sometimes because I would go out to the Home Depot and nobody gives a fuck about wearing a mask or anything. But yep. the numbers are like eight thousand and shit. You know, you see Florida. Honestly, see Florida. It's like nobody nobody here gives a flying fuck. It's insane. Like it doesn't exist. But you like, haven't caught even, it. No, I don't. Like, I don't know how. Well, I wear a mask when I go in places and shit. I mean, I honestly, I would tell people all the time, like, well, what's a mask do? I'm like, go home and talk in your bathroom mirror. I said, we've been spitting in each other's mouths for fucking eons. Right. And because we haven't dealt with something like this, it didn't make a big difference. You just catch a cold. Well, if I don't get your spit in my fucking mouth, I might not get sick, you fucking dolt. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, it's easy math. And the fucking virus rides on saliva. 
it's not airborne until it's airborne from us. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't float around the sky. It comes out of your fucking mouth and nose. So if like, if I'm spit talking into a mask and you're spitting talking into a mask, we're not eating each other's fucking spit. It just, I had, I had, um, there's several people that have said it like this to me and I do pause a little when they explain it, but they say we're tattoo artists. We've been worrying about the health and safety of our clients for years. So yeah. who are they to tell us how we should take care of them? And then I'm, I think to myself, well, they're the same people that told us we had to wear gloves. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that <laughs> the same people that told us we had to use a germicidal uh, tuberculosis. Uh, that, whole, that, whole, that whole thing contradicts itself. Like, we didn't invent clipcord sleeves, Kyle. That's a, dentist. That's a dentist thing for fucking dental tools. Right. Some other asshole said, you guys should use these as a barrier for cross nation. And every tattoo was like, oh, my God, I need a clipboard sleeve. They don't kill everybody. Well, they, the they whole time that I came up with, he said that he was ridiculed as a youngster tattooing because he was one of the first people to wear rubber gloves. Then they didn't have latex or he was wearing some kind of glove. Maybe it was. a, But but it was it was a doctor's glove. Right. And he would wear them while tattooing. And a lot of the old timers that were laughing at him actually had a patch of skin right here on their hand where they would test out their machine every day on the boardwalk. They'd dip in the ink that they would use on every customer and they'd yep. make sure the needle that they used on every customer was still working good. They'd tattoo their hand because it would come out there, but they'd have a yep. leftover black spot. Where... Yep. So you remember it's speed at... racks? Speed racks, they'd fucking, they'd fucking take the machine, they'd tattoo your $5 bullshit, they'd swirl around in a bucket of HIV, and then fucking shake it off and put it in the fucking rack for the next asshole that walked in the door and spent $5. And they use the same tattoo and needle for a fucking week or machine and needle. Right. Until right, it got right. dull. Until it got dull. And then you just fucking swirl it around in the bucket of fucking AIDS and fucking throw it back in the wall and then wait for the next chump to walk in the fucking door. Nobody gave a fuck back then. No. It was crazy. It was, crazy. It, it was a little bit funny. But those are the people that are regulating us and they were the ones that put down universal precautions first to wear yeah. gloves and that uh and i'm not the biggest supporter of them i fought them pretty tooth and nail when they came into my town here because i we were already regulated you know and right. i felt like the state regulation was going to be too much above and beyond we already had a genesee county they, regulation. Just, they don't they don't honestly care they just want our money well that was it too i knew that i i imagined that it was going to double with it or it was going to rise and it doubled within the first year well, Mark and I helped. Well, Mark, Mark pioneered like a lot of the floor, the floor. Yeah, he helped pioneer the fucking legalities of being licensed tattooer in the state of Florida. Okay. And we all thought, we all thought, like, fuck, I can't wait because we were all legit by the book, doing things right. It would weed out all the hacks, and it didn't. Because they, 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 they will fuck with you at a good shop if one little thing's wrong. But if I call them and tell them some asshole next door to me is tattooing his fucking living room every goddamn weekend they don't give a flying fuck well they only want the dollars from the shops that are actual businesses it's similar to uh, to prostitution in some Mm -hmm. regard and they're not going to make any money off the guy who's tattooing with no money no he's living in the trailer and the cops don't give a shit so like you tell the cops that that's like below gas runs they don't give a fuck Right. They're not going to go raid a house that's having a tattoo party. They're going to ask to get tattooed. They don't give a shit. You can't make money off of arresting a hooker. Nope. But you can make money off of arresting a John. Yeah, that's it. 
So do you get rid of hooker or do you get rid of the jock? Yeah. You get rid of neither. You keep no, you the take, hookers you take, so you, you keep making money. That's it. You take care. You get your paycheck from the fucking, I'm, I'm here to protect you. Where's my money? Right. We yeah, you wouldn't want anybody well. knocking shit off these fucking shelves, motherfucker. Yeah, it's a fucking mob. It's a mob mentality. Like you, uh, like the only reason I'm having any issues is because of you. Like, who are you protecting me from? Like, here's my sixty dollars a year. You can go fuck yourself. It's so stupid. Is that all it is though down there in Florida? Is sixty to, bucks? To, re- to renew it is yeah. Like once you okay. get your original, like I've been licensed since the day one they, since they started it, and it's like I think it's one twenty to get it, and sixty to renew. But when you go to out of state, a lot of times you have to get a new one still, right? For well, that I've state. got to get either either a temp license, like for Philly, I had to get. Excuse me, I had to get um, fuck, what was it? The health department, like, but I had to get a new BBP. Right. Like, ironically, for Florida, when we renew our license every year, we don't need a new BBP. I take it every year for other states, so I'm like, oh, I don't need to take that every year for Florida because I just renew my license. They know I fucking know what I'm doing. And I don't got to take the same stupid fucking 10 minute online class every goddamn year for, for $18 or whatever the fuck it is, which is counterintuitive as fuck because it doesn't teach a shit. <clears throat> but I got to take it from Philly and like fucking California and shit. It's so stupid. So I always have one for some other state, but I don't need it for here. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm not the best at taking those tests. I mean, I can Dude, pass I, it. I found but. one online for Philly that took me literally 10 minutes and it was $10. I can usually find a stray cat that can pass it for me. So I said, yeah, I tie him in front of the computer. (laughs) I literally used to have my my ex non-tattooer do it for me while I was at shows. You're like, do my BBP for the next one for me. And she passed, she'd pass every time because it's fucking mindless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're 14 year old. You're, you're, you're five year old could pass this test. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't, it's so counterintuitive. Like if you really want us to do things properly, make it, something we need to learn like right. like you like it's these companies are in bed with the health departments they're in bed with these companies and somebody's taking each other scratching each other's asses so they can get every dollar they can from us nobody really gives a fuck if we wear gloves properly or not or if we know how to dispose of biomedical waste they don't give a shit right i imagine they may it's crazy. sometimes you get that special you know you get the health department person who wants to go a little bit above and beyond Oh yeah, that's because they, they, they just started their job that year and they're a little overzealous. And then I fucking talk shit to them at the convention and they fucking love me a year later. <laughs> wow, you talk shit, you get mad at them. No, I tell them I clean my needles with urine and I'm fucking I don't give a fuck. I don't wear gloves anymore and all that weird shit. Just I just I give I give I razz every health department official at every convention I ever go to. Even in Philly. <clears throat> always. They love me in Philly. I've known them for yeah. years. They almost have I almost didn't get to tattoo there <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> or two years ago i was a little bit i i couldn't they, they uh they they told me it was my responsibility to make sure they do their job oh <laughs> okay i was i was i'm like i couldn't even troy had to come by and be like kyle i love right. you calm down that's funny <laughs> he basically he did the uh you know how he, he gets the voice when everybody's getting kicked out of the show at the end of the night yeah, he had to do that one with me. I don't know where he's practiced it, but it's like he's got some Dalai Lama shit going. He's well, like, I gotta Kyle. send the money. I gotta send the money. I just forgot I got an invoice from Villain Arts for the health department stuff. I forgot what to pay. Better write it down, like you, brother. Like you do the health department shit, do the health department, but then you pay via Villain Arts the actual fee for the health department, which is fifty bucks a booth. Okay, and then 
and then they funneled the health department. And they, I think they collected all together and give them the one lump sum. That's new, isn't it? I kind of, I think I remember doing that last time. Nice. But only, I'm, huh? That's nice then. Cause that's what they didn't take my money last time. And I was supposed to make sure that I did all the paperwork, everything right. went through right, but they didn't take my money. I was supposed to make sure they took my money. It, it was my job yeah, well, to make sure they did their job. Well, Troy's office sent me an invoice and I just remembered I hadn't paid it yet. Or maybe I did when I was drunk. I don't remember. I have to go look at my PayPal. <laughs> you getting drunk often? Often enough? I will, I, I will show you my recycling box, but you don't want to see that. It's got a lot of cans in there. No. What's, uh, what's the, uh, the bathroom situation on your bus? It's a very modest composting toilet setup. So Compost. I go. Don't yeah, that so, No. Believe it or not, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. If you, if you use peat moss, the enzymes break it down and it turns into fucking potting soil. It's crazy. And then what do you do with it there? You throw it in the trash or throw it in the woods or whatever. If you want to help the plants grow, you throw it in the woods. You just throw it in the garbage. It's just a bag of dirt by the time you throw it away. How, how often do you have to throw it out? Well, it depends on how long you want to let it sit in there because if you let it sit there too long, it fucking gets kind of funky. Okay. Right. Like on. you can't smell it at all in the bus. But if it's fucking, let's say you've got a friend over and you and, you and your buddy took shits all weekend. And then you open the fucking toilet to fucking pee. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's got to change. That's got to go. Okay. Right like on. It doesn't, it, ironically, it doesn't waft out. And it's, it's crazy because people think I'm fucking right nuts. On. I'm like, yeah. Like, I, I'm I like, went no. to buy one of my, the, when I was getting that first RV, we looked at several. One of them we looked at, they didn't, uh, it was, had a full, they were trying to sell it with a full shit box. Like we're driving yeah. down the highway to test drive it. And it's just smelling like pure shit. Oh yeah, no, this doesn't smell like anything. And no shit, it's literally, it's a fucking, it's a box, it's a toilet seat cover, it's a bucket with a garbage bag in it, and peat moss. And then the urine has got a funnel, and it diverts it into a little jug. So when you move, you just put the caps on everything, and make sure you fucking take that bag of fucking doo-doo soil and throw it in the trash, and there's no smell. <laughs> right on. <clears throat> they, they, call it, they, they call it humanure. Humanure, huh? Yeah, you can, use it fucking, you can use it like grow flowers and shit, it's crazy. Really? You could grow flowers with it? I, I don't. That's weird, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you grow some vegetables with it. That would be weird. Yeah, yeah but there's, you know, honestly, because of the acidity... Hey, does everybody like the carrots we're having? <laughs> oh, Let yeah. me tell they're you a little secret about the carrot cake. Right. I, I actually looked this up. I, I researched this quite a bit before I committed to it, but there's only like one vegetable you can grow grow with it that's safe to eat. Otherwise, okay. I think the, acid, the acidity or something in our bodies doesn't, right, translate, yeah. doesn't translate well to foods. Yeah, we're, we're protein heavy. Yeah, so there's like, I think it's either, and honestly, I think it might even be carrots. It's like carrots are root vegetables, like carrots or potatoes you can grow with, with human shit and it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, according to that Martian movie with uh, Matt Damon there, Matt Damon, then um, yeah, it would be potatoes, right? He grew the potatoes in his poo. Yeah, that's probably what it is then. Yeah, it makes sense. That's wild. So it must yeah, be true because it was on there's a movie. A, there's, a, there's a couple doo-doos in there right now and I can't smell a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a it's a not a don't a no shit on the bus kind of rule on your bus then. no yeah no pooping in the rig does not apply you can take actually i had a girlfriend of mine come over and she hadn't seen the bus and i hadn't seen her news actually the one person i did meet out of the female persuasion was a girl i knew years back i'm like oh my god i recognize you what's your name again blah 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 we started chatting had some drinks she came back so we could watch tv together and she fucking had no qualms shitting in the fucking bucket i was like i'm like kudos to you that's pretty rad wait it's a bucket no it's a toilet it's a, it's a toilet seat with a bucket underneath. It's that simple? 
It's that simple. You know, I could buy a fucking nature's head composting toilet for a thousand dollars that will stink to high heavens because it doesn't do everything properly. I got a right. bucket. I got a bucket with a garbage bag in it with peat moss. And I and take a funnel. For a I bottle, think right? right. Funnel with a bottle for the piss because you don't you don't put them together. Because if you pee no. on top of your shit, it'll fucking it'll funk this whole place up. Yeah, it's good. Yes. The pee, the pee is what really smells. So you fucking take a dump on your little bed of peat moss. You make a I nest. Feel like I'm learning you, things. Yeah, you make a nest before you lay your eggs. Learning how cheap your your, your bathroom system is. You hate plumbers <laughs> that much? Dude, I, Come on, the, give a man a job. The, the hard the wood and shit costs more than a fucking bucket. You know what I mean? I don't pay shit for it. But then you fucking take you take a scoop of peat moss and you cover it up like you're doing in the woods when you go camping, and then all of a sudden, like like that, there's no smell. I got it completely, it completely absorbs it. It's fucking amazing. Right on. Like I mean, unless you got unless you got a funky ass diet or a really bad day where you're fucking making like brownie milkshakes, you you generally don't have any problems. <laughs> yeah, so, but you have those days though, Mister. <laughs> I, I drink every night. <laughs> a little faucet ass in the morning, huh? Oh God, I've had I've had some times when I've like four in the morning. I'm just fucking just just dumping brownie milkshakes. I'm like, this is gonna fucking suck later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're sick, you don't want to clean up. I still cover to. it up though. Believe it or not, the peat moss absorbs that shit too. It's fucking wild. You're not uh, you're not having to repair this this vehicle every day. You, seems to be good and yeah i got home. i just ordered an exhaust gasket because the where the headers come down or the exhaust manifolds come down and they meet the downpipe that flange on the driver's side is kind of fucked up so i keep blowing out that damn exhaust gasket and a 366 v8 big block with a bad exhaust gasket i drove wow. almost all, all the way home from vegas with a bad gasket with my fucking earphones in the music full blast because that was so fucking loud it was killing my brain right yeah, it's loud. But when you have, but when I fucking get it solid and I get those gasket fixed, it's got a side exit that's probably actually right about where I'm sitting. This fucking thing sounds like a fucking NASCAR. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a big block. Yeah. yeah, I had a 454 in mine, 454 big block, but no I shit. think there's a big difference. You have enough room to work on yours too. Yeah, you can pop the hood and look at it, right? Oh, I can climb inside there. I've done it many times. I've had to fix yeah. all kinds of shit inside the hood. Not my mind like you're like you're all curled up yeah, like this no, and having I've people seen, hand wrenches and shit. I've seen how that shit works, even with the diesels, even, even with the fucking rear the rear engines on some of the buses. They're just oh, fucking dude, we, horrible. horrible. I pulled in and saw a rear engine diesel, and it was uh, the whole engine came out on oh, hydraulic. They had to slid on the tray thing. Yeah, I've seen that. It's crazy. This one, like you know how the fucking old school truck, the the fucking hood. Rocks all forward. The whole hood and headlights and yeah. grill just flop, flops forward. And I climb up on the tire and I'm in the engine bay. It's incredible. Yeah, you like it. You're a gearhead. You've been a yeah, gearhead. Always, so, always, always. So this is easy. And this is such an easy motor to work on. It's fucking cake. Where'd you grow up, Aaron? You grew up in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. I was born in Massachusetts in 1977. 19, 19, <laughs> <laughs> You're a young kid. One of the young yeah. ones. Yeah, you say it, but from now on, whenever you see 19 anything, say 1900. It fucking oh, well. fuck, it fucks people's heads up. Oh, I remember that song. That came out like 1994, right? And it was like, <laughs> what you say? <laughs> it makes them feel a little older. It sounds like it's 100 years earlier. But yeah, I was born in, in Massachusetts, and I moved to Florida when I was two. So I've basically been in Florida since I was two years old. I was in Key West, Fort Lauderdale, Lake City, fucking Clearwater, Tampa, 
St. Pete. I lived all over the place in here. You tattoo in Key West ever? Mm-mm, not yet. No. Okay. I was too young. I was a baby conk. I was only there well, we for We know like, all those kids. Okay. We know yeah, all those kids only, out there, right? Yeah, yeah. I was only, I was only like, four, like four years old when I was down there. Actually, uh, Steve Martin, who yep. used to tattoo down there, he moved somewhere now, right? He's not in Key West he, anymore. I think he's still in Florida, though, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. I, I should be part. better about membering. Yeah, my member. Is, well, so we good. have so many people. We have so many people to keep up with. I don't know where the fuck anybody lives anymore. I don't know where the fuck you live. Flint, Michigan. Flint, Michigan. Now Welcome I do. To it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Flint, Michigan. Hey, I see shitty weather and worse water. I yeah, shitty water, worse. Well, I've seen worse um, cities in my travels, <laughs> and Fair. and some of them are even more expensive. So. Oh. At least it's cheap living here. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, brother, I've stayed too long. I've said too much. I'm no, you're good. I, that was fun. I appreciate it. No, no problem. It's fun. I love you, brother. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Let me know. Let me know if this if this plays out all right and the recording sounds good because I'm excited about it now. I think so. I think it will, and it was certainly better than our last time when we chopped through it because we had that bad audio. Yeah, that was you know I had new earbuds. I was trying those out, and I thought it sounded good. And I, I, what the fuck do I know? When I heard it play back, I was like, oh my god, they sound terrible. Right on. Yeah, you. If heard I talk on too. the phone with them, they, they're they're fine. But doing recordings and stuff like this, not good for it. Bluetooth is funny. That's why I don't use it when I game. Yeah, when fair. I play my COD, I'm playing on my tablet, and then I hear I use hundred and seventy dollar gaming headphones because <laughs> I'm I'm that lame. And then I play with thumb socks too. Little socks that go on my thumbs so that when I get all hot and sweaty in the game, it don't fuck up on the screen. Stop. <laughs> no, because that's the thing, man. It's sad, but it's true. I'm into it far too deep, man. I can't get out. I'm, I'm asking for a lifeline, I guess. Give me something better to do. Right? Fuck. Get me out of Flint. But yeah. no, we love you, brother. We'll talk to you again soon. Love you, too. I'll see you guys soon, buddy. Yes, sir.